This is Naoki Yoshida. This is Fern Hall. And you are listening to Aetherite Radio. Aetherite Radio. Here we go. Hello and welcome to Aetherite Radio Gamerscape's Final Fantasy XIV podcast. I'm Future X. Joining me today, we've got Zen, we've got Aldino, we've got Rook, and joining us once again, we've got Glenn Onhill. Glenn, welcome to the show again. Thank you welcome for having me. Yes. <laughs> Uh, so today is the day. Patch 5.3 review. Uh, we have we have we have thoughts on things. Uh, we will be getting into spoiler territory. Uh, so if you have not finished uh, 5.3 and the various amounts of side content that it has to offer, uh, you might hear about it today. So that's that's why it says spoiler in the in the in the, the, the stream title. So you have been properly warned. We don't um, want you to go away, but if you must, you must. Right. Yes. We don't want we don't want to be, be those people that ruin something for you. So meanwhile, um, everyone in the chat is like, yeah, finally spoilers, <laughs> you guys. Come on. Yeah. I know. Seriously, it has been the most agonizing, like post-patch release couple mm-hmm. of like week and a half, two weeks here. Everybody has been getting through it. And then you see just in the spoilers channels on every Discord this like onslaught. Yeah. It's it's hard because there's always I mean we have that that patch butler discussion on our our on our Discord uh, Discord.gg slash gamerscape. Um and it's like as soon as you're done, you want to talk about it, right? Mm-hmm. But you also have to acknowledge that you know, some people don't, don't be take that dick. The day off from yeah. work and go through it that same day. And so we need to be a little bit yeah. a little nice. Um next week will be the uh lore cast for it. So we're gonna dive even deeper into all the story stuff um next week so make sure to tune in for that uh but first we have a few little pieces of news um it's so refreshing to have news again isn't it yeah. <laughs> remember news i remember news um uh so moonfire fair uh is running till the 29th and yokai watch uh is running now uh which will go up until uh the release of uh 5.4 so you have some time don't feel Guys. the need to rush that you remember how I said I was never going to do Yokai Watch before, and I might do oh. it now. I I actually had to start the quest. Like I'd never started the quest before. Didn't have my watch. <laughs> anything. Went to Alda. Nice. Had to look for the quest. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Oh, so no. they have made it way easier from what I've heard. Like I said, never yeah. done it before. I've heard that but... too. I haven't checked it out myself yet, though. Yeah. Yeah, I I've did it for it. one night so far, and I have three weapons and three four minions actually i have all but two of the minions because the the regular metals just rain from the sky but yes it's if you have some free time it's not as bad as it was yeah Yeah, it definitely seems a lot easier than what i thought because this is my first time ever doing yokai Mm -hmm. and i got it and it's like oh but i also forgot how to get this other specific the legendary metal so i wasted a few fates with that but you know you live and learn Mm. I did that as well. I was like, yeah. I haven't gotten any of these. Are they a, like a terrible drop rate? And they're like, no, put your watch on. Uh, oh. oh, yeah. As that a thing. note, be sure that if you've been farming the fate, that if you queue into something, you take the watch off. Yeah. Because mm. I have done oh. several roulette runs with people, and we get to the end, and they're like, oh, so um, I had my yokai, my yokai watch on the whole time. <laughs> and you're like, well, that did not help you, now did it? So make sure you take that off. But I have heard that it's a lot easier. It seems like obviously they've lowered the costs of a lot of the different rewards. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I've heard that people are hoping the fate gets rebalanced a little bit because it seems like sometimes you show up and it literally has spawned and then is gone. 
Right. <laughs> and the original areas definitely they pop up and they're dead. Mm-hmm. And the uh, Heavensward yeah. and Stormblood areas they take a, a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. At least when I was doing them. I wanted to ask about blue mages. Oh yeah. The fates, right? Because that's yeah. that's a hot button issue that we kind of talked about in the pre-show. Yep. <laughs> yay or nay? Blue mage is okay. I say I yay. Yeah. Yay! They got well. something they can do. Right. Like you know what That's I mean. There's so much that they can do. You might as well. You might I feel as like, well. Uh, the bl- people playing blue mage just need to be considerate if whether or not there are other people in the zone. Like if there's nobody else, obviously farming the fates with you, then go ahead, tail screw and kill that boss in two seconds. But if there are other people who are, like we said, trying to get to the fates and they're dying in two seconds, maybe just hold off a little bit. Let them get some credit. It does create sort of like an interesting issue that we've never actually really had in the game with previous, you know, seasonal events mm-hmm. or fate events and things. Because mm-hmm. Blue Mage, obviously, you can't take into a lot of different content, but the fact that they are pretty much just open game for most things on the map. Um, I'm curious to see if after this event, we might see things where like you can't sink into the fate if you're right. a Blue Mage or if they just leave it open so it's completely ridiculous. I mean, I have no idea, but um, especially in stuff like this where people might need to get together to participate in something, it does create this weird issue of like, uh, well, what happens if the boss or the creature or the thing is not tuned to what blue mages can do? <laughs> I mean, and that's and that's completely fair. But I think like the last thing they want to do is like further limit the limited job. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. wait, that's like the one way to make people care even less about it. Um, so I don't think that they want to do that. But I mean, the, the the benefit too is right, like. Fades will show up again. Like, it's not the end of the world. Like, you'll still be able to, you know what I mean? So it's, uh, who knows? I don't think they so, would do that, but. Mm-hmm. Right before the patch, right. I actually was playing a lot of Blue Mage because it actually is one of my favorite jobs. I love mm-hmm. the visuals of all the spells. Um, and then going to this, I was like, oh, I can't wait till I actually start. And then I was confused why people were so angry. And then I realized I don't use, like, the, the death spell. Because mm-hmm. for me, I like all the other visuals. One of my favorite ones is Bad Breath and Flamethrower. It just looks so yeah. beautiful. And I, I forget about like missile, uh, level five death and tail screw because also it kind of cheapens it kind of cheapens it, especially because yeah. it costs so much MP and then probably has a long cooldown. I don't use mm-hmm. them because it's like it's a one time thing while I can get my Shiva bow every like 90 seconds, yeah. jump on people like, um, you know, brute justice. And that for me is more fun. So I get why mm-hmm. people are angry. I actually tried it once. I did missile. I was like, oh, my, I forgot what it did. And it just brought the boss <laughs> down to 50 percent. Like, oh, that's why people don't like this. <laughs> Or, or in or in Zen's case, it's like, look, you can shoot the missile like once and kill a thing, or, or you can hit it thirty times with a fish. With a fish, with a fish. Yeah, yeah. fish spit's my right favorite spell. I don't even <laughs> call it the right thing. It's what sardine toss. No, it's fish spit. Yep. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, yes, that's really fun too. Yeah. Um, in case uh, the Moon Fire Fair and Yokai Watch going on right now uh, wasn't enough. Uh, starting on August 27th, uh, the Rising event is back. Um, so there's actually a, uh, a couple of days overlap. So we'll have three events running at once for two days, um, which is wild. Um, but uh, this year, uh, there's an Ardbert minion, uh, mm-hmm. as well as a amazing painting of uh, Nanamo and the uh, Sultana 7, which is awesome. Yeah, uh, that's so I'm really picture. curious to see... Um, how the the event differs now if that's mm-hmm. like a, a theme that they're kind of rolling with um it reminds me of that uh the the short story um from from 2.0 they had with basically what was kind of going down in old ah um when when dalamud was doing its thing yeah. and uh, so i'm really excited to, to to see what happens with this i can't yeah. wait for our yearly cryptic metaphor 
about what's going to happen in the future. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. The rewards this time around definitely made me curious about what they were going to be doing. And also, which we'll be getting into with our actual review here of 5.3, some of the ways that they've been kind of cohesively taking side content and then using it as a way to kind of forward our actual momentum through like possible stuff coming up in an expansion and all sorts of things. It really made me wonder seeing those rewards, like, are we going to get something that really is... I don't know, like bulking out some sort of the world or some part of the world that may be Give relevant. Give us the Nemo expansion. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's go. I'm I'm ready. Mm-hmm. I've been waiting waiting my whole life for the Nanamo expansion. <laughs> I mean, she's had a lot of great character development, right. honestly. Like we've seen her have some personal arcs that have been so good. So I could see her playing a larger role. Like in a she, she in died, she came back. Like there's yeah. some there's some crazy she's stuff. She's the only point of light of goodness in Ulda anymore. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, but she's like trying pippin'. to she's trying to spread that light, right? Like yeah. the arc where you go around and she's learning how to be a ruler herself before Raubon actually kind of decides to step Mm -hmm. away. I loved that because I was like, you know what? I feel as though maybe she hasn't always embraced that. And to see her be like, I have to do better for my people was really neat. And I really Mm -hmm. liked that. Do you think maybe they might go into some lore bit about Silda? I actually just learned about it. I hope so. I I wish they would. I I feel like the the desert areas are just very underutilized in 14. Like there's some really cool areas in, in ARR that like, I want that to be a dungeon. Or we get, you know, in Shadowbringers, like Amarang, we have like the best. Like, I want to go there as a dungeon. Never got it. We're done with the first now. We're never getting it. Like, yeah. come on. Like, I know. I would have much rather. <laughs> like, I enjoyed the final boss and everything of the the mines and the dungeon in Amarang. But I was like, mm-hmm. why are we not in the Crystal City? Like, right. why are we not <laughs> fighting? Why, 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 why aren't we in, like, the actual, like, ruin stuff? Why are we just, like, in this hole in the ground? Like... I mean, it's not right. good to go out there. The fact that we're out in in the empty is like, all right, we were out here for a day or so. We need to get out of here before we get like. But, but you know what? A twenty a twenty minute dungeon run. We got that. That's no problem. <laughs> well, like especially if you're going through the city that you know, like we had like the backdrop of the flood of yeah. light and ev- like that'd yeah. be so. It would have been beautiful. Yes. Yeah. Please, please, but, maybe yeah. later. Missed know. opportunity. Please, maybe, reminded- maybe if we had. I'm reminded by the chat that Pippin is also in Ulda, so there's yeah. a little bit more of a okay. leg over there. Yeah. True. What if yeah, what if six is just the Nanamo expansion and like the new antagonist is gonna be Raban's severed arm that just like gains <laughs> awareness? Oh, oh. Okay. No, no, I'm gonna you know what? No. Look, we entertain a lot of ideas here. We tinfoil hat, but I think this one I'm gonna have to shut down. No, that was I think that was the first time you were just like, no. It could be a side quest. There could be a severed arm mount. There could be a minion. No. Um, no. What no. If, maybe like an Adam's arm. family collaboration uh-huh. with Thing and the arm. Like, what if that severed arm also had an affinity for milk? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. What an arm just dri- no, like terrible. Hmm. No, you get to pour milk for you. I'm going to aggressively change this there you immediately. Silda was a great <laughs> suggestion. Everything yeah. that followed after, very bad, no good. Two thumbs down. All I have oh. to say is if you like, that was a that was a yeah. Charles? <laughs> If you like Amarang, please look forward to it. Says the DM of your D and D campaign. Uh, oh, Ooh. see, this is this is why we do our D and D campaign because Square wouldn't give us proper Amarang dungeons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that Charles has already thought of these things. We're like, well, wish we could go there. Well, you will. Oh, maybe. Yeah. If it's what you're this whole time, like, he's just been like picking up subtle hints. He's like, all right, we're mm-hmm. gonna. <laughs> 
well, which, which I guess I right before we get into the review, uh, if you missed our anniversary stream uh, this past Tuesday, uh, we did announce uh, a threat radio first edition, which is going to be basically us playing uh, Final Fantasy 14 D&D on the first. Um, so that's something we're going to be doing uh, in addition to as well as a replacement for, you know, those those really those those Saturdays where there just isn't anything to talk about. Um, so we're going to help to add a little bit more content. We're not losing anything uh, by doing this. So uh, we don't know when the first one will be, but we'll be making up our characters and stuff uh, at some point in the future. So keep an eye out uh, on the socials for that um, to, to see. Congrats again to be. everybody who won the Tom cards. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That was a fun uh, okay. stream. It was. It was. We'll have to. Yeah. We'll have to do that again sometime. <laughs> it was, it was, it was, it was a, a lot of fun. fun. For some reason, when I thought you said you were doing the campaign on the first, I thought you were talking about the first on the first of September. Oh, on the first. That That's would fair. Be- it's mm. very close. <laughs> too I many. Mean, too it- many similarities with words, and mm-hmm. it's like the last patch is like, oh, you'll have to go to the source. I'm like, okay, that's the lake now. You've trained me. I got this. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you mean. The oh. source. Yeah. The other source. Oh. The big oh, source. Okay. The, the one we Thanks. came from. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Our home. I mean, to be fair though, the most clever possible way to organize all of this would be to do the first first edition on the first. Yeah, it, it would be. Yeah. But mm. you know. I mean. <laughs> Glenn's like, you can uh you can bill me later for the ideas. <laughs> my PayPal will be. <laughs> I'll email you my PayPal. <laughs> those, those those sick like seven cent royalty checks for that one. <laughs> Uh, all right, that's going to take us into the patch 5.3 review. We have we have thoughts oh. on things. So first up, uh, we so we we broke this down into uh, five categories, right? So if if you haven't seen a review before, this is how it works. Uh, we always make it a nice, even, maximum possible score of 100, and then we break that down through uh, several categories. So uh, our categories for 5.3 are. The MSQ and Dungeon, since the Dungeons are now part of the MSQ, we've combined them. Uh, we have the Trial, even though, yes, the Trial is part of the MSQ. Usually in the in each patch, we get a Trial. So that's why that's kind of separated like that. We've got the Raid. Uh, this uh, patch will be the 24-man. Uh, next time we do a review, it'll be for uh, the Last Leg of Eden. Um, we have Disciples of Land and Hand changes because there's been a lot of them in 5.x, and so it has its own category. Uh, and then last but certainly not least, uh, Other, which is just literally everything, everything else, else that we couldn't put into the other categories, which is hard. It's really, it's a very broad category, uh, but that's that's how we've figured it out. Uh, so This time, um, it might yeah. change, who knows? We might, we might change it. There's, you know, we're always looking to, to improve it and try and make things more fair. It's rough when there's a lot of stuff in the patch. Um, but anyway, that's that's the system. So uh, each of us will have a maximum of four points that we can commit to each category. Each category has a maximum of twenty points since there's five of us, and that's how math works. Um, and so let's let's get into it. MSQ and dungeon. Who would like to go first? Is there anybody with just a burning desire to just? I have talk about it. I have what I feel is probably a dissenting opinion. So I don't no. know if I should go first. No, you agree? Okay. I mean, just get it out there. All right, here it's, we go. It's gonna, we're going to talk about it at some point. I'm here a little bit worried that I'm not going to ever be able to talk to Zen again after today. <laughs> you know, but no big deal. No pressure. <laughs> but like, no big deal. No pressure. Just do what you got to do. I, it, has nothing, it. it has nothing to do with your boy. So if that helps. Okay, look, my boy, while very important and crucial and the love of my life and the most beautiful <laughs> boy of all time, 
Okay, sorry. Okay. The co-love of my life alongside Emmett Selk, my garbage man. <laughs> um, <laughs> look, I love him, but he's not the whole of this story. Yes. He's not okay. the whole mm. of this story. All right. Um, I'll preface this by saying this is only my opinion and sometimes I'm wrong. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I gave the story slash MSQ slash dungeon. I actually didn't remember the dungeon. Um, was three, three out of four. Mm. Um, this is mostly because I thought that they could have hand handled Elidibus a little bit better. Yes. I, uh, I liked the, the trial, just giving the trial, but I liked how they uh, eventually were like, all right, well, he wanted to be a good guy. He wanted to do these things and help out everybody. And he used this original Warrior of Light as a body at one point to sort of, you know, handle these things and be like, guys, check it out. You can be good too. And that's cool and all. I, I really like the uh, like nostalgia woven in that they give us in this game. I do enjoy the fact that they put a bunch of other Final Fantasy stuff in that trial and, and around that part of the, uh, the MSQ. But I felt like it really took away from Elidibus himself because suddenly we were looking at this beautiful Amano man and, and not this yeah. guy, this hooded guy who we'd been wondering so much about for so long. And mm. It kind of made sense because, like, on one hand, it kind of made sense because uh, you get to the point where you realize that Elidibus has basically lost himself. So I, I get it. It makes sense. All he has is, like, this one point to drive towards. And the fact that they cover him up with a different skin is kind of fitting because he doesn't really have himself anymore. He might as well be this mm -hmm. other guy. But what I really wanted to know was about him, how he got to be, big spoiler, the heart of Zodiac. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and what his actual goals were. So I felt like, uh, there was a big chunk of stuff about Elidibus that we did not learn, uh, yeah. that would have really improved upon the story. So that's, sure. that, I guess, on, that you know, on, on, on the Elidibus note too. Yeah. I mean, with, with all of that, I also feel like, uh, it, it's, it's, it's weird to say it felt rushed to completion, mm -hmm. right? Because, yeah. um, we've known Elidibus since ARR, right? Yes. We've had this arc but then all of a sudden at 5.3 he's like yeah I, I swore an oath to somebody i don't know i'm gonna kill you he like seemed, it just it he felt seemed like odd. so mysterious and organized he's behind the scenes like pulling everyone's suddenly, strings the whole suddenly time he's not and, yeah and at the end he's just like i don't even really know who i am guys i was just i was just screwing with you don't worry well, about it it's interesting because it does make me wonder right because we know primals right so mm -hmm. primals in essence are an idea given form or like a motivation given form that through focused energy on that idea, it manifests and creates this entity that is kind of consumed by it, right? So we have all this interplay of things with Elidibus that Zen, I actually do agree because I do think that like, it's very difficult to have an entire expansion that essentially focuses on Emmett Selk, mm -hmm. who even in this patch, had yes. some additional stuff yeah. about his relationship mm -hmm. with us and what he might have done for us that like in retrospect now is even more devastating because right. like obviously you would have wished that like that could have been the bridge we could have built with the Asians. So it's tough shifting out of that long time that they've established Emmett Selk to now make room for Elidibus sort of being the like final Asian and somebody that all of this stuff has been kind of revolving around in confrontation, but who we also thought might be different than a right. lot of the others for some reason. And then we find out that it's not necessarily because he is the one we will make peace with. It's because he is the one who was the heart of Zodiac. 
But because he was, we don't really know and we can only assume that that process did change him. That if mm. what he was focusing on and what was the anchoring point for Zodiac, which also provides an interesting insight into him as a primal or that creature or that entity as a primal, if it was to to help, to save, to, right? Because we know they yeah. were desperate. Then who he was as a person has been consumed by that. Mm. And so like, for me, the warrior of light fight and the primal and things, like you said, it is an illustration that he has lost himself, but it's also kind of an illustration of like this twisting of things, right? right. Where like to get what he wanted, he it was taking these ideals of things and then like, warping them so that other people would have to also accomplish what he was trying to do in a sense because he couldn't seem to figure out how to actually just like i don't right. know get people on board or you know talk to us or try to figure mm -hmm. things out like the social boy yeah and then so right before like we lose a little bit we see a child form right yes of the yeah. ancients yeah. and the same thing with um when you know Izel and uh Sukuyomi lost their lives. They were primals. They went back to like their human forms. Mm -hmm. What if Elidibus was actually a child when right when they became that's the so heart? Yeah, that's my oh, read of it. No. I didn't even think about that until right now. No, that's my read. The best way that I can think to compare that is it's the uh, Return of the Jedi Special Edition Anakin Skywalker Force Ghost <laughs> method, right? Like that's what it is. That's what it is, right? Where they swapped Hayden Christensen in. Like it's yeah. that thing, like that was when when he that was his his original self, and then he kind of transformed into Vader, or in this case, right. the Elidibus we came to know. Yeah. And this is like his original self. And I think yeah. that they've told us this too. That's mm -hmm. the thing. They told us this. Elidibus is a station, right? Yeah. The yeah. former Elidibus died. Something happened, and the convocation had to make someone Elidibus. Yes. And you see from Elidibus or pre-Elidibus's eyes, like oh, hey, we're going to raise you to a Litibus. You have to do this now. And the child goes, yeah, that's right. Just like my hero, Asim. Right? That he was... This hurts me! The child... This is why I love this patch. This is why I, I, I love a Litibus. I didn't before. Right? And they kind of signpost that a Litibus is the reason for the whole history of the Warrior of Light. There was no Warrior of Light. There would be no Warrior of Light if a Litibus hadn't gone to each shard and tried to get them to rise up to destroy their own home, right? Mm. Like, that, what are you, are you kidding me? That's such an amazing story. He isn't, like, he didn't become the Warrior of Light. Elidibus is the reason for the yeah. Warrior of Light, hmm. right? He's the reason for the myth. And it goes, holy crap, are you kidding me? That's it's insane. That, that added on is, is, I guess, a layer that I kind of missed. And, and yeah, I, I, I was under helpful. the impression that he just copied the, the legends. But well, no, I mean, we how do, does the legend yeah. exist? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so he, he, he does, know. he's been perpetrating yeah. it, right? He and he says it. Much. Okay. And like, then the first I guy, he was like, You, you did exactly what I wanted. <laughs> I'm in your body now, right? Because it, it does. Mm -hmm. Sorry, Aldino, that was so good. Um, oh, go ahead. and it does give almost more context then as well to like that childlike state, which. You can interpret Absolutely. so many different ways. Yeah, like course, literally he was a child or it could also be this idea of like return to innocence where it's almost like, you know, that innocent ideal, that innocent hope, that hero, that embodiment that he he probably had going into this, right? Um, even when he became the heart of Zodiac, even yeah. when he did all these things and pretended to be the warrior of light, 
there's this weird parody of it almost because like he is trying to be the hero his people needs by like yes bringing about the destruction of the world to save the people that were lost and like that's something that i always loved about the theme with emmett selk as well and and i do agree that i would have liked to see a little bit more like to be able to talk more about it actively but i think they did a beautiful job with the little details in this patch these little trains of thoughts and like the fact that everything you were bringing up you can see through that where like maybe yes we don't necessarily think that the warrior of light is truly like yeah it feels like he's putting on a mask he's doing something but maybe that is what he literally always wanted to be to his people and what he then carried on Mm -hmm. to try to bring them back even as it was causing destruction you know even as he had gone awry even as he'd been consumed by zodiac i mean if we look at it oh good uh he kept doing his plan you know like during Mm -hmm. the the during this patch he sent out smaller Asians to go cause trouble, to make people become warriors of light, to f- do more. And they also say that, you know, they were talking about us. You know, we do that, that solo trial, which was amazing, going through the story, right? He literally tells you that this is where we lost control of you. We were the reason why you were the warrior of light to begin with, and we lost control over you because we didn't know that you had this connection. We had done it before. We were going to do it again to this world, but you, you, you messed it up for us. Right? Yeah. So, like, he's the reason that we are the warrior of light, too. He's just, he didn't, he got in a little bit too far, and he didn't know that Heidelin kind of... Oh, this is going to make so much sense now. Right, it, that's, okay, and that's my take takeaway. <laughs> now, that does not mean that's the takeaway. That's just how I felt, and that's why I love this story. If he, okay, so if he was a child, let's let's stick with sure. child theory for now. Yeah. Um, it actually makes even more sense why as he was sort of coming to the end and, and trying to remember himself, he couldn't. Because when you're a kid, you don't know yourself. Yeah. You don't have a self yet. Yeah. So that You kind of like that, latch onto yeah, what you that, think is you know, right. You haven't, you, haven't, you haven't established who you are yet. So that, that's kind of cool, actually, if you think about yeah. it that way. I wanted to move in. Uh, I still have stuff to say about him as cute. Oh yeah. Uh, I wanted to move <laughs> into what Charles was saying about the uh, the one trial where you're basically running through and uh, oh, yeah. killing all your antagonists and friends from all the previous expansions. I thought that uh, visually this was beautiful. When you're in the Heavensward one, the Heavensward music is playing. It's snowing mm-hmm. in Amarat. It's amazing. Uh, conceptually, I thought it was kind of beating a dead horse. Like, I yeah. got all these concepts you were trying to tell me already from Emmett Selk last time, buddy. Right. Like, calm, calm down. And I get it. You're not making an impression. Yeah. And I think for me, like, it's, it's, it's a recap. That's all it is. It's just a mm-hmm. recap. And it feels a little unnecessary. Um, but I think That's they're, they're trying me. to, they're, yeah, it was like, it was really cool. But I think. Um, what what they're trying to do is to help kind of add that exclamation mark to what this story is supposed to be, right? It's okay, we go through a little bit, done, all this stuff. It's been leading to this. Mm-hmm. And then one of my bigger problems with it um, is after that, we're like, okay, like, what's the big, the next big thing? Oh, there's still an Asian. Right. Oh, right. Xenos. Oh, right. Uh, the Asian is uh, uh, Asahi. Oh, right. Stormblood was a thing that existed. Like yeah. this thing that like has been drawing on tiresomely for so long is now coming back to the forefront. And I I just I don't know if they're going to be able to make it as good as they did with 
with 5.0. I'm really worried that that 5.0 is going to be like the height of, of 14. Them. I really oh, do. Yeah. Even, even when I'm I going, want to. eh, yeah. But even like even when I'm going, eh, I don't really like this part. I'm there's still so much other good stuff. I'm still three out of four yeah. in it, right? Right. Um, yeah. The the other thing I wanted, I wanted to, okay, to go ahead. Do you mind? I actually wanted yeah, to down. weigh in a little bit on that sequence. Yes. Um, because while I agree that I think on one hand, it is very much a recap, right? It is sort of saying, look at how far we've come this road that we've walked, um, which, by the way, was yeah. an intentional quote of the lyric. <laughs> I, was saying, yeah. I, mean, I was like, nice. Yeah, no, I mean, it is, it is. But I also think in a very different sense, um, if we look at the setting, right? So the setting is Amarat. And it's this idea that this is a place of memories, but it's not just a place of memories. It is a place that lives. And that our memories are alive because we ourselves lived them. And that while certain things, ancient history, the ancient components of the world may seem beyond us. Like you think about Pompeii, you think about these ruins where people have marveled because the graffiti is so human. And you realize that we were all people. And for me, that walk, the juxtap like, uh, juxtaposition of walking through Amarat, which seems almost like a museum, and then literally walking through the memories and people that we have known and loved and played and the years that we have played this game created this really beautiful visceral connection for me where it seemed to me that Elidibus was almost saying, you have killed every Asian you've met, but although you don't remember it, they once lived in your memories. And that those people that you knew in, in all of these expansions are no different than the people I am trying to save. That I remember them and you don't. And that's the only difference. So if I have tried to kill these people that you loved, it's because I don't know them. But like, and it creates this incredible, I, I just loved it. And I'm getting goosebumps again thinking <laughs> about it. Because it it really is lovely. And I found myself going through that sequence, like, do I have to kill them? Do I have to kill them? Which is the same thing that I felt with the Asians and with Elidibus. I was like, mm -hmm. can we just sort this out somehow? <laughs> yeah. Like, can we, we find a way disagree? that we can we can deal with this and still move forward in the way we both live and in creating new memories and a new world? Um, so I, I actually, it took me a bit to sort through that sequence, but I do think it was more than just a nostalgia run. I think there was a lot of really sure. internal stuff yeah. in there. Yeah. No, I, I got that stuff from it. It's just, I already got that stuff from it, Emmett Selk. That's, that was the point I was trying to make. Yeah, like, like it, yeah. Was, it was a nice sequence, mm -hmm. but it was just another another section where they're like, hey, remember the Asians were people too? <laughs> like, so that's, think, that's really like what it comes down to is like, you murdered my brother's yeah, we've we've had this discussion. I kind of feel bad for you guys, but this is and what I, the story I, is. I wouldn't have minded so much if maybe they could have been, put a different spin on it. And and obviously, if it affected you so much, then for some people, it was absolutely it absolutely did exactly what they wanted it to do. Mm -hmm. I think but that I was guess, the whole thing. Like they, yeah. what I like about Square Enix is they they do know how to tell a story and they do tell tell it in different ways. And for me, like I'm also very much visual, and, and it, I like my body was I had chills for like five right. minutes straight because. Like I put myself into my my warrior darkness, mm. and I, I I was a warrior. I'm like I have this axe, and I'm literally seeing Papalimo, Ida, Ishtola, Thanker, and also it hurt too because I yeah. feel like people who started Gradania were distracted yeah. because <laughs> yeah, true. So um, seeing them and then going through, and then once Heaven's Word started, I it seems silly because literally it's just pixels. But when I saw Izel come up, I was like, this is a friend who yeah. we lost, and like mm -hmm. she. 
she gave her like she gave her life to help us and it, it was just like a different form because the thing is that when you think about it yes emin said this before a was saying look i don't know if you got it so here's it again like it, it's it's like it's a <laughs> yeah. different person now it's a different perspective and i i do believe it probably uh hit different people different ways but i'm, I'm glad that it hit me the way it hit me yeah it and, definitely it affected and, yeah. me i i yeah. I I loved the sequence. I honestly did love the sequence. It just the, I th thought that the point that they were trying to make through Elidibus there didn't land on me like they wanted. I agree. Yeah. And I actually do think a lot of that for me personally had to do with the final fight at the end of it, where sure. I, I felt like that walk was really impactful. And as I was getting closer and closer, I was like, oh my gosh, are we actually going to have some kind of breakthrough? Like, are we going to have a moment mm -hmm. where maybe I have dialogue options with him and like, there, or there's something that like, I didn't know where, where it was leading. And I do have to admit that when it got to the end and he was like, I'm going to fight you now to see how strong you are. I was like, oh, yeah. I thought maybe we, oh no, see, I mean, that's fine. But to me, it's, 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 it's like they had this broad, like this big narrative in mind, but then they're like, they weren't sure what the stepping stones were to get there. Cause like some parts just felt a little odd to me like like that like that fight it's just like you go through all those things he's watching you fight and he's like now i'm gonna fight you myself but yeah also as ardbert like he also right. like assumed we didn't care it was like oh yeah just keep slaughtering them like you do yeah. all my brothers and sisters like just and, keep, like, and i'm like i do care i know if there's I really i would have loved to see that be an opportunity and this is hard we talked about it how mm -hmm. do you do diverging paths how do you do choice in an mmo where the story you know there's so many things you have to deal with right but this was one moment where I really found myself going, how incredibly clever would it have been if there was something, like if you refused to do it, yeah. mm -hmm. something happened. Like, I, I just, oh, it felt so much like if it were a single player game, we would have an Undertale moment, you know, yeah. where it was like, oh, mm -hmm. you killed them. Well, you suck. And now we'll all die, I guess. <laughs> like, yeah. Right. If, if there is one one thing that's really been kind of bugging me about games lately, it's the message of violence is bad, but then they force you to be violent. Right. Right. They're telling it. They're, 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 you know, it's, it's uh -huh. do, yeah. You've been it's trying like, to get a point in for us. like five minutes. Oh, it was just yeah, about go, this, go ahead, this, 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 this whole single player instance. I. Like, okay, first of all, it's a recap, obviously. But to me, it was Elidibus going, I did this. I was watching. How does Elidibus know all of this? First of all, did you ever ask that? Mm -hmm. Like, he's been watching you this whole time. The Asians have been watching you this he's whole time. Mom. And oh. as you're going through it, and he's like... And you're his mom. Right. Exactly, right? It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> but he's like, you did this. I know you did this. You know, you didn't want to do it, but you did it. You did that. You got stronger here. This is where you went off the rails from what we wanted you to do. And he's like going through it and trying to figure out how the, how the hell did you get this strong, first of all, right? And two, all right, you went through all that. Am I strong enough with this guy, right? With, with another warrior of light? I'm not. Cool, I need a new plan. And then he just disappears, right? Mm. It was him going, well, I know he'll play along because I have someone hostage. So let me see if I can actually kill him. I can't gonna have to rethink it like to me elidibus is a robot right he has lost all meaning what he needs to do is kill you so he's doing whatever he can think of like okay well let's figure out let's go through these steps all right that won't work cool then i'm just gonna have to summon everyone and that's that point where he goes okay well i have a new plan right and and that to mm -hmm. me i don't know it was really interesting seeing him go through it robotically like okay let me test this 
All right, well, if they didn't then, fall apart. Then. Yeah, exactly. It was just a whole bunch of if then, if then. Yeah. All right, yeah. I need a new solution, right? I yeah. did like the solution he eventually came to. Oh, that was a very cool just concept, I guess. And yeah. uh, ended up, uh, we talked briefly about this last time, but ended up making the, uh, the Hero's Gauntlet have so many meanings. I guess we could talk about the Hero's yeah. Gauntlet now. Like, yeah, it was cause... a gauntlet of heroes. It was a gauntlet for you, the hero. It, it's so cool. Like, uh, is the Gauntlet of Heroes almost immediately after that? No, there's a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah you go to yeah. Yulmore. Not much, but Yulmore, there's, there's yeah. a little bit. So they, yeah. they start showing up in Yulmore. You're like, what this is? <laughs> <laughs> that was so cool. So, Zen, did your... So we were obviously starting out with you. Did your oh, 3 yeah. out of 4 rating... Oh. I'm not was, t- it, <laughs> was it affected by the dungeon or should yeah we, we should probably <laughs> um I mean I I honestly didn't really factor the dungeon in because uh, I felt like it it was sort of middle maybe a little bit higher than middle so it, it fell in line with the uh, the score I had anyway the last thing that really helped to keep the score high for me not that I didn't like actually love all those other things that I had critiques on um, just the scions in general especially at the end. They, I felt like they had better characterization than ever. Mm, uh, yes. The the animations that they have at the end and their their little sequence where they're all back together and stuff. Uh, freaking Al- Alize and Alvino's like fourth wall almost breaking, and Alize was so so animated. They spent so much time actually putting like extra effort into that sequence. Her sinking down on her chair, her handing off the staff. That was one of my favorite yeah. things. Her handing off the staff. To Graha and him having to like stumble to grab it because right. she's just not even looking. She's just like, "Here's your crap. I'm. I gotta go." Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I adored that cutscene, like paired with the incredible character work that they've done through Shadowbringers to give all the Scions real life. Mm. Like it felt like the culmination. Not to mention the little tour that you do of like mm-hmm. all of their important locations. This particular expansion was the first time and not to say that i haven't had affection for these characters but i realized during that scene i realized during this expansion they actually felt like friends and that was a moment Mm -hmm. that i was kind of startled by because i was like oh i've always liked them because i guess they were a part of our group but it truly felt for me for the first time, like seeing all of the things that I had imagined that they had written about and that they had put in for the characters, I was like, oh my God, this is a family. These are our friends. These are people that I'm actually yeah. really excited to see grow and change. And like Orianje's little like, yes. yes. Orianje, <laughs> <So laughs> what? Oh my God, I laughed oh. so hard. I had to back away from my mic because I was <laughs> just like roaring with laughter. And like everything that they did was so perfect. Mm-hmm. Grahal ears. I, I loved I, uh, when they're going. Uh, Yustola tosses Thanker at the bag of shells. Yeah, right. Yes. It's like a subtle thing, and you're like, "Why is she throwing a move?" Oh, right, because Reen's not here to Rain's charge here. the ammo exactly. for him anymore. And I love that. And I'm, I'm definitely Rook. I'm in the same boat. Where like I, I, I never really disliked the Scions. Like they were there. They were cool. Like. You know, they go in and out of like I like this one so more, I like this more one more. Full as characters it yeah. So it does, it does. And holy crap, am I team Alice now? Like yes, yes. yes. <laughs> like I loved oh. I love the characterization of her, especially at the end where her head is just on the table and she's just like, uh, we have to wear our stormblood clothes. That was such a <laughs> terrible arc. Why can't we wear our new clothes from the good arc? <laughs> like 
It was great. So I loved good. it. I loved the ending of that. Um, I, I did have favorites the whole the whole time. Like I nobody likes fan cred. I love fan cred. I've always loved Urianje. I've always good. I've always it's because you have cred. good taste. Yeah. <laughs> right. So and uh I've always loved Alize. I was always team Alize over Alphano, always. And I I kind of like that they even though they they seemed a little bit more 2D before, I was like, yeah, I think I like this guy and this guy and this guy. And now that they feel much more full to me, I'm yeah, like, they, I they've still, slowly I'm been... still with these these ones over here, but now I I like them all more. Yeah. I'm I'm like thinking yeah. back to the the acrylic stands. This is a little bit tangential, but not really. Um because <laughs> because I was like, I I like these, but I don't know if I like these characters enough to buy any mm. of these acrylic stands. And now I'm like, I wish I'd gotten more of these, like any of these. I, I am happy to say that I do have Alpha No and Ali say, so I'm good. Um, <laughs> it also it. It, it's it feels incredible. Like now seeing them that we're all back in the stores, like yes, it makes it feel so much more like satisfying because I I was genuinely scared that yeah. something might have gone wrong. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Oh, it's, yes. it's it's surprising almost that we we did kind of get that happy ending. You say right? that though. everybody is here. Graha's mm -hmm. back. Well, right. I mean, obviously, someone, we still have someone more has to pointed go. out to me. Someone has pointed out to me that if you look around for Reen right now, you can't find her. It's because she's off, off, in, getting ready for Eden to do more stupid you shit. Can't, yeah. You can't find her. She's not in the. If, if they or... anybody, it wouldn't surprise me if it was Reen because she's like, oh yeah, psh, I'll channel another primal. I got this, and then we have no, to like I'm actually not kill her. That something bad has happened to her, but you can't find her now. Maybe she's just you know a teenage hiding and crying mm -hmm. and being like, boohoo, all my friends are gone. But yes. or maybe, maybe, maybe she's there's something to it. A teenager, yeah. you know, just having a good time with Gaia. <laughs> maybe I mean, yeah. There you just go. <laughs> Yeah, just gal palling. Just gal palling. They're so know. cute. I love them. You know when they fall with them. Yes. Um. I yeah. I just I adore everybody. And one thing that I really wanted to note because um, and when I get into my like recap of how this particular patch emotionally devastated and wrecked me. Yes. And left me an empty shell that had felt every emotion I've ever felt in my existence. Um. When we get more into that, I'll talk about it more. But one thing that I wanted to note that I thought was so incredible is that the writing, the writing, mm. and just like this, the writing in this mm -hmm. particular patch was so tight. And one thing that I noticed that um, I really wanted to do a shout out for, and that we even saw in in the expansion itself, and that I think created this incredibly visceral sense, is not only our own understanding of the characters but also our understanding of how those characters relate to one another, which we haven't always seen beyond the obvious, mm. like Thancred mm. and Philia. Mm. But even then, a lot of people didn't know Thancred and Menphilia's relationship until we got into yeah. Shadowbringers because a lot of the important stuff that happened in 1.0 was never touched upon if you didn't look outside for additional writings, those sorts of things, right? So for the entire expansion, they've been working on this. And one perfect example of these writing details that I think if you go back through non-play, you can see is even just like the transitions, right? So we kind of did a little loop through everybody's main story areas, which was brilliant. And I loved it because thank you. We just haven't always gotten that closure with all mm -hmm. of the world we've touched on. And I loved mm -hmm. it. So like we go around, but it's not just like, it's like, well, go help this person now because they wrung me on the link, Pearl. The banter, the connecting yeah. dialogue about what this character said about me, and now you're over here, and well, I have a thought about that, and oh, did Orianje was fussing about his books, huh? Or like, 
It was so <laughs> well done. And it's those tiny writing details that you don't always even see that not only created a cohesive flow between the areas that you were going through, but also solidified how all those characters would interact and how they then relate to you. So that that final scene, you get those interactions mm. and they all make sense and they're yeah. beautiful. The sibling banter, the like the little tiny things, yes, charging the gun shell, like everything all clicks. And it's so great because it shows that there's a cohesive vision for how they are supposed to be. And that you then see as a way to also make the story make sense and flow and create emotional connection for you as a player. It's awesome. It was so good. So my my two favorite, uh, I guess, character emotes. This is slightly random, but not really. It's definitely Alize throwing the staff at Graha first and uh, mysterious ancient doing the Emmett Silk wave as he yes. walks away from the trial. So what did, good. What did you're, you like, guys... you're like, you're like, who is that? It's him. <laughs> what did you think of that? Of that idea that, oh, Emmett Silk was helping us all along because he wanted to like, he knew what was going to happen to Elidibus. What did you, I felt like it was just, it was that, that mention was just like a weird throwaway line. Like it just felt odd to me. Like, he, like, um, I feel like with with if that were true, I feel like Emmett would have actually said something earlier. Like, just with the way he was like with us, I don't know. It feels they gave the whole us thing hints. feels odd. They gave us hints, and he actually okay. even straight told us like there was a point in his life where he was like, you know what, we have to give up on the stream. It's not working. I'm gonna try to live here. I'm gonna try and establish a life here. So we we saw him go back and forth, like trying to decide who he was, how he fit in the world, what what's like a side he was going to pick. And even if at times he covered it up with his, his bluster, he, there were, there were definitely times where he wasn't sure of himself. So I feel mm. like uh, he was able to see from both sides and uh, maybe be like, well, I mean, if, if shit starts to go down in a way that our original mission is not going to come through, it, it's got to go down this way. And I have to take care of my last remaining friend in this way. Mm. Yeah. Like that's that's what I what I feel from it too, because you know, Pythodeus and the fact that Elidibus doesn't know who that is, right? Because um, mm -hmm. they you say, yeah, I, I you you have an option to pick. I think when you're talking the Crystarium to Ardbert Elidibert, yeah, Elidibert, yeah. that's his name. <laughs> and you you can say, yeah, I am a friend of Pythodeus or something like that, and they go, I don't know who that is, and it's like, hmm. Then did they really, really not exist? Is, right? right? Did they I never exist? Know. Yeah, it's like. Wouldn't it be funny if it were him? I took well, it as I took it as a little bit just having these massive gaps, right? Yeah, like exactly. he's driven yeah. by a goal, but he That's doesn't fair. know. But at the same time, I I I will say like Hythlodius or you know mm -hmm. Emmett Salk or whoever. It it I don't know if it really matters if they were two distinct people. Um, because that idea of the friend is something yeah. that I think is really lovely. And I will admit that I was a little, I was a little confused and lost a few times throughout that. Like, because I first, we collect the stones and I got yeah. the stone and I was like, my garbage man is in here. And then I went, oh wait, no, it's not. I'm the one that's in there. It's me. I'm in there. And then I was like really excited. And then we got to the cutscene with the warrior of light. And I was like, it was me. I'm a Zem. I'm the traveler. Oh my God, this is everything I yeah. hoped to dream. And then you have the ancient who appears after the cutscene and he waves. And I was like, wait, it was Emmett so? Wait, <laughs> yeah. hold on. Yeah. Was he the traveler? Yeah. That but, was the same thing. I couldn't. Yeah. I, I didn't get the whole, it's Emmett Salk. So I'm like, wait, that's a Zem. And it wasn't until I saw someone else's reaction. Like, that's Emmett Salk. I'm like, 
that is his wave but his wasn't wave. it but wait hold on yeah. uh, but yes and then <laughs> So, like, eventually, like, as I was past the emotional just reaction, I went, oh, okay, I see. Emmett was likely the friend who made the stone for us when he realized mm -hmm. that we, Azem, or, you know, our original soul, like, um, you know, was in danger of being lost forever. He preserved us in this stone. And then when he realized that we were that same person and probably went through a similar process like Elidibus, why is this one different? Oh, my gosh, it is the fragment of this person I once knew. And, you know, he even starts to kind of realize that as you go. And in that final fight, it's so tragic that, like, he truly realizes who you are as you are killing him. Yeah. And, like, that is, it's so awful, right? And especially mm -hmm. when you think back on it. But the fact that he, I think, underneath this facade, underneath the weight of so many lifetimes and these struggles, still had so much compassion is a beautiful thing that even post- post-mortem we get to see about his character the idea and this detail of like my last friend the last one of us he is going to be so lost so like i helped my friends uh, you know millennia ago millennia and millennia ago to preserve them in a stone i will now help this last friend that lives and like I, I i do love that so my thought eventually was like oh that is our stone but because he was the friend who preserved it he may have left a fragment of himself obviously in his plan and so on and so forth like so that it is both him showing up, but also us, you know, reclaiming yeah. our legacy mm -hmm. as a Zem, I guess. Yeah. I'm for, getting misty over here. You need to calm for, down. For me, <laughs> I'm, I, there's probably no answer to this, but I'm just, I'm curious as to why our stone had the astrology sign for the sun. Right. Well, there's there's that whole thread. And even in game, Uriange mm -hmm. uh, addresses it. We have the the Asm step, the, the sun god. We have Azema, mm -hmm. the sun goddess, mm -hmm. and we have us with Asim. our sun astro symbol. It's like, okay, there is a thread here. There's all yeah. right, so so are you ready? Because here it is. Put it on. I was gonna say, I was I, I was kind of wanting a tinfoil hat too, because yeah, this is I this have is when uh, this yeah. is when the tinfoil hat comes out. No. Uh, oh my gosh. There there is a thread there. I'm sure people were going, Oh my gosh, I wonder, I wonder what are and then in the actual game. Uriange is like, this is this is too cohesive to mean nothing. Right. So all those mm -hmm. people who've been wondering where the 12 came from and if they have anything to do with the 14, it's a possibility, guys. I'm so, I'm so not one of those people who who deep dives, but I'm looking forward to seeing all your research. Oh, there it goes. I guess it's done. <laughs> yeah, well, there you it, go. And isn't one of the 12 <laughs> twins or like brother and sister? Yes. Uh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Nalden Thal. Nalthal. Two, two yeah. twin yeah. brothers, I believe. Hmm. Yep. It has made me wonder, and I mean, we have nothing, I think, truly other than some of these little tiny things, right? If I had my tin hat, I'd don it now. The scions and people having the echo, like all these different things, right? I have been wondering if at some point they were going to reveal that the scions were, were fragments of some of those, you know, past, mm -hmm. the, the past council and all this stuff. Um, so far, we don't really have anything to super say that or so, like say that one so, day we will all oh. rise and almost become the 12 and all this, you know, but it would be really interesting to see that, I think. So so my my tinfoil hat moment, right, especially now that we've gotten towards the end, um, we've we've known for a while now, you know, after after ARR started up, we're like, oh, OK, so all the, the names of the Asians are tied to the, the, the scion, the scion list from FF12, right? Um, we have Fan Daniel. He's on there now. 
Uh, so the question I pose is, which one is Tataru? <laughs> Tataru <laughs> is his Lodius. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you've if you've seen this thread yet. Um, at the end of Stormblood, Tataru makes us some clothes. It's that mm -hmm. travel that dark traveler's garb. Mm -hmm. um, our Asian mask is on that. Yeah, I disagree. Similarity. I it is. I will say, I think I it's think a little it bit is. of a stretch. It, it, it's, it is. I, it's it's too, the, too close. It's to too me, close. The more compelling argument is the name of the set, yes, which is hundred percent what I was going to say. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> The, the 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 mask I feel looking like co actually comparing the two there's kind of a similar sh it's it's a stretch for me but the but name, that's how absolutely. it is with those Axian glyphs they're they're that's like true. close enough that's that's nothing new mm. like it's mm. well then there's okay. also the whole one just my opinion uh, a lot of people agree with you like yeah. the 1.0 tattoo is like again we don't know what the full glyph of the traveler specifically would be mm -hmm. right so these could all easily be components from it and i do think that the shape is similar enough and the name is so indicative that it really yeah. does feel like yes this mm -hmm. is you know related you know what i mean um but yeah. of course the 1.0 tattoo also people are like this has always looked like one of the asian you know sort of masks so mm -hmm. The idea now that yes, that's probably something that has to do with a Zem's glyph is also super cool. Um, and God, it makes me more envious than ever that we can't <laughs> get a similar tattoo if you mm. weren't a 1.0 player. Um, but yeah, I, I think there is like definitely there's foreshadowing there, whether or not they use that to build out a larger glyph yeah. later or yeah, you yeah. know what. Yeah. The, to uh, me, go ahead. To me, like the whole Scions thing and like the 12, like that's so weird. But now we know we're kind of Asm, right? That's that's there. Yeah. What did Asm do? They were kind of a shepherd. They went and touched people's lives. They helped them. Are the Scions just... They're not like the Convocation members. Maybe they're shards of those original people that we had. You know what I mean? Like those people mm. that we touched mm. their lives and they still have some of that remaining. Oh, that's Maybe. really sweet. I mean, and that why that's why they always gravitate to you. You know, like that, I feel... that could be... I don't know. Maybe I feel that like that, that feel would yeah. be a, a, a convenient stretch. Yeah, exactly. A little bit too, right? But like um, that's what they say when we're talking about the the shard that Emmett left for us. Said this will bring the stars to you or something like that. That's what Asm <laughs> does. Asm yeah. is the connector, yeah. right? I yeah. went out and helped. You know. Yeah, I learned from this patch that um, my character is a narcissist because mm -hmm. I worship Azama the Warden. So I've been worshiping myself for like 10 years, right? Yep. Oh, boy. Hmm. Um, I guess, okay, Zen, was there anything specifically from your rating that you wanted to talk about more? Uh, I think that's, I think I got through everything. Um, yes, go ahead. Can I just say this real quick? Yeah. Is that oh. why um, people always wanted the balance cards pre-Shadowbringers? Oh, because mm -hmm. oh, of the sun. Mm -hmm. Ooh. That's I love good... the light in here, yes. <laughs> um, so I rated this, if you couldn't tell by my impassioned discussion surrounding this, a four out of four. I would have rated the story in this one a five out of four if that were possible. I would have gone full 10 out of four if that were possible. Um, because while I completely acknowledge a lot of the, yes, little things, right? Um, there's definitely things. And for me, the one thing that might have threatened to knock this down would have been actually the Heroes Gauntlet, which we'll be talking about. Um, not because I didn't love the ideas in it. I thought there were some really cool ideas in it, but I was not a fan of the reused environments. And um, yeah. I kind of felt like the, 
I don't I don't know for like just getting one dungeon again it kind of felt like that we could have been in the crystal city but here we yes. are you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah so, like I, I liked the concepts of it, and I really loved that they used it coherently in the story yes. to, I think, really forward the narrative and to also build on some of those little NPCs that maybe we don't have time to go see in a hundred cutscenes, yeah. but we can throw in this yeah. dungeon again. Talking about just the skill of the storytelling in this patch, which for me is why I think it was so highly rated. We have not. In the time that I've played the game, and I'm saying this as somebody who adores the story of 14, who loves Final Fantasy games, who really thinks this is one of the strongest stories that we've gotten from an MMO in ages, right? Shadowbringers took all of that groundwork. And I truly believe, um, thanks to the leaders in the, in the direction, as well as um, is Ishikawa, who mm -hmm. headed up, yeah. who is just a gift and an incredible storyteller. Mm -hmm. um, I truly believe we somehow transcended already what was in this game and it's because mm -hmm. of these details and this patch felt like the emotional arc of an expansion in a patch which i cannot yeah. like how do you even execute that with the time that you have and the constraints that you have it was stunning and especially now with so much of what's happening in the world and i risk getting very emotional about this um the messages were yeah. resounding i i mean oh my god some of those discussions about hope even going to that moment with elitibus mm -hmm. who has been a villain who has who's you know revealed this twisted self this this lack of acknowledgement of everything to those moments where he realized the people he cared about and he's been trying so hard to get back to the happiness that he once had and you hear that line about like let's go let's go to like the meadow what a beautiful day and i i'm, just, right. I'm dying now i'm dying now just talking about it um, and the dialogue um, following some of the stuff after the Crystal Exarch gets frozen and it's not even voiced, mm -hmm. but while I was voicing it, I sobbed. I had to stop my recording because I was sobbing. Those lines about like him talking about hope and how it can be a weight, but at the same time, like when we are struggling the most is when we realize there's the most beauty in the world and the most things to be hopeful for. And I'd, I've lost it. Like, it was beautifully told. These, these messages of understanding and compassion and hopefulness for the world, even when the world seems dark. And um, here I go again. <laughs> um, I just think we needed to hear that now more than ever. Mm -hmm. And they did such a beautiful job of working it into the story and talking about the high note that the patch ends on. We were also scared it was going to be so sad. But I think it just said something to me about the fact that a story doesn't always have to be sad to have meaning. And, and Shadowbringers was just an incredible example of that. There's tragedy, but there's also so much hope and light and beauty in it. And that's all I have to say. And I would have rated it a 10 out of 10. And none of the <laughs> other stuff mattered to me because, I mean, honestly, <laughs> it was so masterfully paced and told. And everybody had their dues. And every character that could have meant something to us was just reinforced with that meaning. Um, and how you do that in the format of an MMO is something I've seen so many other companies struggle with. And they did it. And they brought home a patch that was a true finale to an expansion in a sense that I have never felt in this game before. Right. 
And and that's why I I am telling myself to be hopeful, right? Because yeah, again, hope, right? Right. Um, wow. with with the narrative, because we we have this this kind of this finale, and then it's like, okay, here's Xenos and another Asian, and it's just like, oh, more of this. But because this is coming off of Shadowbringers, which was such a great story, I want to believe that it's not going to be right. terrible. Um. I, it's hard. It's really hard. This is this idea of like maybe with Shadowbringers we'll finally finish the Asian stuff. We killed Elizabeth. That's it. Oh, it's another Asian. Um, like that was one of my my Keep big knock off Asian. <laughs> right. With with um, least favorite antagonist. I'm not right. looking forward to this, but I am looking I just, forward to hating mm, them. I am right. Kind of curious because when they showed the other Asians, I, for, I forgot what the term was. Uh, like the unsundered, I think they said. Yeah, unsundered. Yeah, that kind of makes me feel like they're going to go all out. Yeah, they're exactly. not going to do the whole. We're going to wait around. We're just going to like little bits pieces. No, they're going to like bring in chaos. Yeah. And I think what I'm excited for because when I played Stormblood, I was not a big fan of Xenos. Xenos really felt like I am just here to kill. Yeah, and there was like no nothing like really like backing him more than just the desire of like power. Um, but because we've had like. You know, Alamigo is now. Game. <laughs> mm-hmm. We've now had Alamigo um, resurrected. We now have uh, Doma. Like these two big nations, and like you know, just the Aorzian alliance is like so much bigger now. What if we go and see about the Charlians? We don't really know about that. Yeah, and I, I'm just excited to see how they're going to bring chaos because we know they can bring it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, it's always the scariest weird. part oh. about mm. about that ending for me was seeing Xenos be calm. Right. The fact that he was sitting there and being calm, I was like, this is, what are you planning, you devil? What are yeah. you doing, you <laughs> terrible, terrible it's, man? It's always weird to, to hate on Xenos as much as I do, because going through Stormblood, through 4.0 specifically, um, the the idea that like we are constantly beaten by him was, I thought, yeah. really cool. But then we get to the end, and then he merges with Shinryu. But that's when we're able to stop him. That was kind of odd to me. And then they're like, oh, but now he's back. But he's like buying Xenos and Bonnie Xenos. And it's just, it's weird. And they're dragging it on. And it's like, where are they going with this? Um, and then we, we, we get this last cutscene with Fan Daniel, too, where he's like, oh, I took this body and I'm rich. And I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, Xenos should be freaking loaded with guilt. Yeah, exactly. Why is this even a thing that's being brought up? And then he like stabs the coin and like, all right, yeah. like I just I really don't know where this is going, and I am, I, I I hope that they can make it great, but like I'm I'm really on the fence of like I don't know if this is gonna be good or not, just because it's these characters and these ideas of the Asians that have been just going forever, mm-hmm. and when we get to this this fight with Elidibus, we're like, all right, that's it, we're done with this, let's move. Oh, there's another one. <laughs> yeah. Um. So that's that's that. I think um, moving back into the dungeon a little bit since we've, we've yeah, been talking yeah. the MSQ to death, um, and I think this so is this much, is what was said. so good we couldn't yeah. help it's, it yeah. right. There's a lot of good stuff in there. There's some some things that are questionable, right? And so again, right, three three out of four for me for both of these. Um, the dungeon, um, I think the music the music was odd given mm-hmm. the, the the importance and the story around the dungeon. That that was weird for me. But I think my biggest gripe with the dungeon is not the dungeon itself. It's that in a patch cycle where they've narrowed back the, the, the inclusion of multiple dungeons a patch, we get one patch, uh, one dungeon per patch. And so to have our last dungeon on the first 
be just more of these areas that we've been experiencing for over the past yeah. year. Ugh. Like, <laughs> no, like it's like, hey, look, we're in Ilmeg. Great. I've been running dailies here forever. Like, <laughs> this is not that exciting to be all like, all right. I'm, I'm not going to say that it's it's like laziness with the design or anything like right. that. I think for what for what the dungeon was set to do music aside i thought it did really well i think mm -hmm. it worked really well um i think it worked better than like the like game of dark did right back in 4.5 yeah but because we're restricted to one dungeon a patch and because this dungeon was just basically us going through areas that we're already familiar with and we're not like yeah maybe there's some new little structures here and there but there's really not enough new to make it interesting from a location standpoint for me mm -hmm. And, and I and think it's it's, it's not that, the fault of the dungeon. It's the fault of the workload of the patches yeah. in this cycle. Mm -hmm. yeah. But to add to that, the the mobs throughout we talked about this last time are the same. Yeah, they're the yeah. it's just the same repeated mobs over and over again. They might get one more ability. Uh, the bosses I thought were really fun um, mm -hmm. as far as dungeon bosses go. Yeah, but the the trash mobs like why why were they there? Uh, almost uh, so I don't know if if you if you've seen this or not. Uh, supposedly Hildebrand can pop up in the dungeon. Yeah, yeah, I heard that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, he does it. Okay. Easter why doesn't it have a four out of four for you? Then? <laughs> right? Yeah, because it makes no sense whatsoever. Uh, they just put him yeah. there because people oh, wanted yeah. Hildebrand and and I mentioned this last Hildebrand. time as well. Um, we're in Amarang, <laughs> and what's her face shows up, the fairy queen, uh, king, and yes. she's like. Hey, why didn't you call me? I'm doing that bitchy thing I always do. I'm gonna teleport you someplace else. And basically, Cristarium is here. You're here, and she takes you equidistantly north you're of like, where you were before. It's, it's you're like, like, oh, that would be great if you could take me to the crystal. Oh, we're at Ilmeg. Right. <laughs> you moved me. You moved me to a useless for your help equidistant area. Thanks yeah. so much, you useless fairy bitch. Yeah. Yes. It, I I just it's tough because again, like everybody's saying. I think the story gives enough context exactly. that it's, I'm like, it's fine, whatever. But I do have to think about the fact that, like, if we look at Alamigo the city versus Alamigo the dungeon, one mm -hmm. thing that I did really mm -hmm. love was that we got to go into a part of Alamigo that we had not actually been in. You yeah. know, like, we got to go up sure. into the palace. And some of those rooms, like, if you haven't actually looked at the, like, tile work on the floors yeah. and, like, all these little details, they're stunning. And I actually felt like as far as environments went in that dungeon, I went, oh, hey, I can actually see a bit of the culture of Alamigo, the mm -hmm. history, what maybe the city looked like before it was stripped down or, you know, like whatever um, that I really, really loved and enjoyed uh, versus something like this, where I do think they could have taken us to different areas in those same areas to set the backdrop that maybe we just hadn't seen before, you know, right. or like. We are yeah. in Ilmeg, but we are in a part of it that's not just literally, you know, basically the map with a few little added platforms. Um, because I do agree that that felt like the most underwhelming part of it for me. I was kind yeah. of like, I like what's happening. Necromancer is pretty wild, which we also haven't talked about. Yeah. And everybody is hypothesizing yeah. this class. The mechanics were neat. Um, I liked the boss designs. I even thought the mobs were kind of neat with their idea. Although, again, we see that kind of idea used better in the in the primal fight later, the trial, yeah. where, you know, yeah. it's, it's yeah. part of the major mechanic, but it still does lead up to that and reinforce it. Um, Ink Mage, by the way, I also just think is what they're referring to Scholar and Summoner as. I, yes. I, they use the same abilities because yeah. people were like, Absolute maybe that's a class, but I, I don't think so. I haven't yeah. run it a few times yeah. now. 
But like the environment was something where I felt a little bit underwhelmed for a finale mm. dungeon, if that makes sense. And, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I have the same problems with it, but I don't care. Right? The <laughs> reason that I don't care <laughs> is Elidibus summoning. And he even says, I don't need the actual body. I just need their yeah. want to save the world. And like, that's why they're all the same thing because they're all the same wants, you know, like this is mm -hmm. their desires. And the only ones that were stronger were those giant ones. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it depends on who he summoned, what they manifested as. And I just love that idea. I love that world building idea of, yeah, he just summoned them. It doesn't matter. Just throw them. He, at doesn't, he doesn't care what happens. So he just needs that one yeah. part of them that'll, that'll go up against us and, 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 and give him bit. worship to make his, because right. the primal stronger, right? And it's just yeah. so insidious and so great that I was like, I don't, I don't even see the environment. Like, I don't care. What's the next thing that's going to happen, right? So that's, and I know that that's not the best way to review a thing. But like, it didn't even, the story, the story implications of the dungeon were so good that as long as it wasn't the Grand Cosmos again, I would have been okay with yeah. it. You don't like brooms? I mean, I, I just wouldn't have liked, you know, the same dungeon again like it didn't even matter what it was honestly to me at that point in the story because i was just so floored by the implications of it and what i was seeing happen that it's like oh i don't care yeah i mean like right and and, and it's like i said i think the the reason i dislike the dungeon isn't necessarily the fault of the dungeon itself it's just right, everything exactly. around the, mm -hmm. the, the the development um i really did like the there was that part of the msq um once you're done with the dungeon um uh, because the whole time you're in these areas in the dungeon it's that the the star shower weather effect yeah. Um, you have a moment um, where when you're out of there, all of the zones on the first have that weather effect. Yes. Mm -hmm, if you yes. teleport around. And I thought that was really cool that that they have that now. And I'm really curious now that they have this kind of um, like instant skybox tech, right? Mm -hmm. That they developed for Shadowbreakers. I'm really curious um, if they they play with that more, uh, you know, in the in the future, because I think that, that that was a really cool little thing, because. Chances are, like, once you're out of the dungeon, you're going to just go right into the story. You're not going to be like, oh, hey, hunts are up. Like, you know, you're going to be so focused on it. But if you did, like, teleport to Amarang or, or any other zone, the, the star shower was, was going on yeah. there. And I thought that was I actually a really scared cool myself touch. with that. I, uh, I, instead of moving on to the next part of the story, I was waiting for friends, I think, to, to do the trial that was going to mm. come up shortly. Or no, I don't, I don't remember. Either way, um, I teleported back to Kalusia to finish up the 24 man quest. And I like turned my camera and was like, what? <laughs> no, sky apocalypse. Yeah. But it, that... was, it was just a, a nice detail to, to have thrown in there to give the player that extra little, huh, you know? Yeah. That could now, that could I, potentially make for some really funny uh, screenshots of oh, things yes. if that weather is still true. Like if you like new game plus it and do that, have it active, but then like go and do other side quests. Yeah, now I'm wishing <laughs> I took just a like raining down. I'm wishing I took a second to enjoy all that because uh, when I was in the MSQ, I was like, I need to know more. I need yeah. to keep going. I, need to keep going. <laughs> I didn't know it did it on every zone until you just yeah. told me that. Like, mm -hmm. honestly, I just yeah. immediately went yeah. in with uh, trust. I, so so I, I didn't do it on my on my own run. But when I was watching my wife play through, I'm like, can you just do me a favor real quick and just like teleport to like Amarang or something? <laughs> I just, <laughs> just want to see something. And yeah, sure enough, it was it was up everywhere. Which but, I, so Glenn, I, what did you really think cool. of the dungeon? 
yeah so going back to the dungeon my initial response i couldn't really take everything in because i thought you know what warrior just got some changes let me try that uh -huh. and it was the first time i tanked on my controller so i was m more freaking out because i missed a mm -hmm. few mobs and i was like how i was just like clicking through all the different mobs I'm like, i need to get aggro because they're attacking our healer and i was just making sure that i was bringing them to the spot people were killing them and i wasn't i was staying alive so it wasn't until i only noticed the real boss i really i didn't get a chance to see like the map um but once i went on a dps i i enjoyed it for what it was um i think it was like a not not, not the, a nagging sensation it was like oh i kind of wish it was different but i really like just like um i really enjoyed what it was the whole we crashed we're going through the whole area it mm -hmm. was kind of like to me it was more of i know i'm leaving the first and it's like another step uh for exploring everything in a different way in mm -hmm. a more like um ground level because like whole mr switch was basically that like we got to see yeah. this village and now i'm seeing all this area like scaled down as if i was standing there so i i enjoy that aspect a lot i like that you mentioned the crash because as soon as you yeah. were like use my airship you'll get back so fast to the crystarium i'm like no we won't no. we're gonna crash immediately you always... <laughs> to me like what one thing that we don't talk about enough about this dungeon is everybody on the first went through it that's not just the warrior of darkness and the scions who know that shit got crazy yeah, everyone right. every mm -hmm. zone saw the starfall what does that mean does that mean more people were awakened does that not yes well, Some, I mean, even in the one cutscene before yeah. the, dungeon, the one um, guy's like oh, my head what's going right. on how many people what's going to happen after that right oh like these are there like did killing Elidibus get rid of all of those that were summoned? Probably, maybe. I don't know. Are all no, the Asians that he dumped onto here still here? Because, I don't know. And, and you know, and this is a thought that I hadn't really had come to mind first. But like, so you have Elidibus. He's like, I'm going to do the Star Shower, and it's going to make people think that they're warriors of light. Yeah. But then also, I'm going to summon warriors of light, and the people that now think they're warriors of light are going to fight the warriors right. of light, which I'm trying to have stop warrior of darkness and that sounds counterproductive it's funny because uh, <laughs> it's funny because it made everyone in the world wish for salvation and that's what made him stronger like the warriors yeah. of light that he summoned wished for salvation because they all they heard was there's darkness here come here basically is what he told or somehow mind wave to them and then everyone on the first is like we got to save the world so it like was a double dipping and it was yeah. so insidious yeah. and cool yeah, that this, I was like, damn. This left me with several huge questions, which yes. you on Aldino, which is like you were saying, what happens when we have so many warriors of light? Because when right. we're just saying it, we're kind of using it as a stand-in for like heroes who want to do good things. But there is this whole other component to those who are awoken yeah. that we truly don't understand, right? Heidelin has been talking about, at least in what we've, you know, sort of touched on with her, her weakness, like being weakened mm -hmm. to the point where she got so quiet we couldn't hear her the crystals what exactly is her relationship with those she reaches out to who are awoken does she in some way temper them are right. we an exception because we have this fragment this this history that everybody is kind of noting makes us different and midgard midgard stormer even in the past steps in to intercept her influence on us when he takes the crystals which is a whole other thing I haven't heard anybody talk about, but that always confused me. I was like, why are you taking my magic rocks? And he was like, you're <laughs> referring to 
for this later. I'm gonna see you. Don't worry about it. She's weird. <laughs> you don't, you don't um, yeah. I don't want her hitting you up for like weird booty calls and stuff. So I'm just gonna. Think <laughs> I think um, it'd be cool to bring Midgard Summer back. Yeah. yeah. And then what about the um, Garlean like fake Echo? Yes. Yeah. What is that mm-hmm. in comparison? Yeah. Like, is Fordola know. gonna have a? Like a, a bigger stance in the next expansion. I hope so. Hope so, because she's the perfect. She's perfect for us to use as like a character and a linchpin into Garly and stuff. If we do yep. that, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I also then wondered about the warriors that were summoned, because yeah. if we exactly. end up going to some of the other uh, shards, what happened to these people who were not successfully pulled through? Right. Like people who we popped. Yeah, exactly. Oh. It's the same thing that happened to the science. They were pulled over the exact same way. So, like, when we pop these people, did they straight up die where they came from? Right. Like, did we, did and we so just, all just of these this good crazy people? thing on all these other shards where all these heroes just died. They're gone. Like, yeah. You die what? on the first, you die in real life. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so. there's a lot of questions around that, you know, um, that I think they could really look at in future stuff. As well as, I was curious, because we talked about this earlier, the idea of, you know, it is your, your job now to reunite the stars and all that stuff, which I felt like at the time was a very foreshadowy thing. And then we see Elidibus with his little toys, and then he gets merged into the Crystal Tower. And I was like, oh, so we're not going to use those stones to, like, bring back the ancients in a new and different way? Yeah. And, like, reunite their souls and then figure out in the future how we're going to make this all work? Or if we even should bring back the true art of creation or if people should be united. Like there are so many questions that go into that. And I was like, do we still have those stones? Did they, are they just chilling in the tower? Because we have these questions, uh, this stuff is going to come up again. When, when stuff like this happens, when they're like, we're going to throw eyeballs of, of Nidhogg into a chasm and that's taking care of it. Mm. No, it's not. They'll be back. (laughs) (laughs) Who like, is seeing visions of the past, which he mm-hmm. thought were given to him by an asking, but maybe they aren't. And he also calls us his friend, which makes me wonder if he's a fragment of. So I think that although yeah. he's the most boring villain ever, and he doesn't even have his thick butt anymore. So, I mean, what oh does God. he How, how funny would it be if Xenos was Hyphodeus? <laughs> I really want Xenos to be something ridiculous like uh, yeah. uh, Heidelin's mm. heart. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Oh, my God. <laughs> what I. That, I, that's, that's such a thing that Essie would pull too, because they're like, "You think this is good, but it's bad. You think this is bad, but it's good, and you think this is bad, but it's good, but it's I, bad." Yeah, <laughs> that was the perfect. <laughs> um, Rook, Rook talking about uh, all the stars and all that stuff. Um, made me just kind of have like an oh shit moment. Um, yeah. yeah. The one of the last bits of of dialogue we get in this MSQ is. Like, whatever's coming up is the last tale of this star. Yes, we didn't talk about that yet. So does that mean the rejoining will be happening? Because... I I mean, I feel like that was delivered from the perspective of character, right? Yeah, that's just what they they think. Maybe, yeah. A lot of people are freaking out that this is the last expansion. I don't... So, what but... they said no. was what they said no, was the next expansion. Not at all what it's gonna be. No, they said the next expansion is the end of the ASEAN story. That's what they said. So it's the end of the story of the original star. Now it's our story from that point on. Is how I take it. So we're gonna get or, rid of all the ASEANs. Is does the rejoining happen and right. then 
current star is now new star right, or old exactly. star or yeah. It only partially hmm. happens. We call it C and we go there to kill hypernatorious <laughs> monsters. It's one of one of the I don't know, the 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 tinfoil hat moments I had when I didn't finish the story. When I got to like right before the trial, I was like, are they I think it was right after the trial. I'm like, are they trying to say, because we've killed the last unsundered, right? Except for mm-hmm. us, technically. We're not, but we are, but yeah. we could be, te- uh, you know. Mm-hmm. Partially that... re-unsundered. Yeah. Is Xenos going to continue to, like, I don't know, try and get Zodiac to then fuse with him to do some weird stuff, right? Because he wants to be the strongest. Are we going to have to raise Asians to fight Xenos? I would love that. Remember yeah, that we live. Cool. Right? It's Remember weird. that we live. I, I really, I don't know what his motivation is. Like, right. he's like, oh, that guy is strong. I want to fight him. And he really yeah. doesn't give a crap about anything else. Well, um, well, and after, but, that's, okay. that's actually Shin, where I get my, my Heidelin thing from. My Heidelin heart thing from. Because, because he's, he's just like a so single-minded driven toward fighting mm. the strongest thing, which at the time was Zodiac. Mm. I could see that, Zed. I think that's fair. Like, okay. Context given with his character, which is not well told, yeah. and is only mentioned at the very end of Stormblood. I just don't. I dislike how he was handled. Yeah. But some of his final cutscenes are some of the most fascinating and revealing from Stormblood with him. Um, and I mean, as far as from like a character standpoint, we know that partially because as a child he was surrounded by Asians who kind, you know, and also his own family who had been directed by them. So that he was essentially raised as a weapon more than he actually was a child. He was given very little worth even as a successor to the throne. And that he was constantly sent out as like a wild dog and experimented upon to basically go cow regions and to take people down. So like from a, if we are looking at this just from a character standpoint, Xenos looking for someone that can actually rival his strength that's the only meaningful connection he's ever had in his life, you know? Mm-hmm. So from a very mundane character mm-hmm. standpoint, it's there. I don't think it's compellingly communicated yeah. about yes. him. So it's one of those things where, like, I like that idea. Now, Zed, I also like you bringing in this very different viewpoint of him, whether or not he is, like, the original heart of or he becomes yeah. or something. I do think that's an interesting point. And obviously we are set up to be in opposition to him. Um, but I, I am curious to see how they're going to make it pan out because he does feel like he's in a weird, weak position right now. And I agree with everybody that like Fan Daniel, I was just sitting there like, eh. okay, <laughs> I guess do whatever you're doing. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. like it. Could you stop? With the, like, <laughs> yeah. Maybe just to illustrate the, the, the new wave of Asians are just yeah. crazy, chaotic, <laughs> hobo idiots. <laughs> yeah. No. But That's it just felt you. very, like, after having so much nuance and Shadowbringers and compelling villains, it again felt like, why are we boiling it back down? So you're like, I'm crazy! I'm gonna kill people! <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay, okay, buddy. I guess. Yeah. Like, I, Yeah, I mean, I, I... Go ahead. Oh, no, I was just gonna say that I, I hope that it just is indicative, as what you said, the unsundered are gone. So now all the Astons who were created are like, well, what now? Like, I don't have anything right. to fight for. So we're halfway through the show. Oh yeah, we right. haven't yeah, finished we everybody's to, MSQ scores. We do, we do oh, okay. need to to move on, um, well, then, but uh, real quick, I think yeah. I, I just so, want to add to uh, okay with 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 talking about Xenos and stuff. Uh, I mean, technically, he's a blood relative of Emmett Selk, right? Yeah, technically. 
So I can't imagine he would be the heart of Vidalin because that would mean he would have had to have been living for as long as Emmett Selk. Maybe. And no, like Emmett if, would if have the, known. If the heart of Hydalin was split at some point. Maybe. Yeah. Not, not sure if possible being that Hydalin is supposed it, it, to be it was alive. The, 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 but... the, whoever Emmett Selk got friendly with because like how would he not that's I don't know. But they, they recycle anyway. souls, so that's I don't know. It's yeah, it's a okay. very, very odd theory, but that's just what I thought of. I thought it'd be funny. It's tinfoil hat. Somehow yeah. ends up being tied to Heidel. And yes, I could see that. Like whether or yeah. not he's the OG heart or whatever, yeah. I could see something there. Um mm -hmm. we did not, however, before we move on from MSQ, get everybody's full ratings. Yeah, yeah that's so what I was gonna do. Charles, yes. Charles, Charles. Mine is a four. That's all I need to say. We've talked about it enough. It's a four. Out of Mine's four. also a four. All right. <laughs> yeah. Did you? Okay. This is a is a twenty out of ten. Twenty yeah. or twenty, 20 out, out of three of, or whatever. Yeah, three hundred forty-seven out of five. Three hundred forty-seven yeah. out of five. <laughs> yeah. I agree with you. Uh. Yeah. Uh. Three for me. So. Uh. That gives us uh, a total here. Uh. Eighteen out of twenty. For MSQ. Still so. good. Yeah. Pretty good. Eighty percent. Uh, yeah. Yeah, now that we're we're uh, we an hour and a half into the show, we have the first score in here. Um, <laughs> the rest will be so that leads us into trial, and we we did already talk a lot about the trial. I think at least from the narrative uh, yeah. point of view. So uh, mechanic wise, I thought it was a really good balance. It was um, obviously some stuff we've seen before, right? We have like the fire and ice thing from X Death. Uh, we have uh, you know Bahamut's in there for some reason mm -hmm. doing uh, lane charges. Um, it's just to screw with Charles. Yeah, basically. <laughs> it's like, just let's just add here, because why the hell not? Um, Summoners on other worlds get to do yeah, whatever they yeah, want right. with him. <laughs> yeah. I, thought it was, I thought it was a nice balance, though, because it's, it's, you have a, a fight that's not, not super hard for veterans, but then challenging for casuals. And I think together with Duty Finder, I think you find that, that balance where it'll take you a few times. Mm -hmm. um, and I thought that was good. It wasn't as frustrating as I think like Shinryu was. Um, Are we talking normal or enough. extreme? Normal, I think. Normal, normal. I mean, um, I included both in my sort of rating, but yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I thought it was really well. Um, and also, I just I, I can't talk about the trial without saying that the to the edge, uh, this yeah. music track. Oh goodness! Holy shit! Yes, I got the song. We so had good. we had a yes. drop. I got the first drop, and I was like, I'm really sorry, but I need this. Normally, I, I let other people take the song. I, but not this time. I think, and, and again, right? It's we, you know, talking going back to like the MSQ thing, where it's like, oh, we got the recap. Um, listening to the lyrics in this song really hammers down the uh, the humanity of the Asians, right. and it's it's a little hard to make out all the lyrics, but there is some really good stuff in that. Like, holy cow! Um, if if you can, like, just just you know, throw on some headphones, crank it up, and just try and and listen to what's being said. It's insane. It's written so well. Um, the fact that they had Jason Miller come back, who did uh, the Shadowbringers theme, mm -hmm. uh, it's just it's a great way to kind of cap off uh of you know sh the Shadowbringers story. It's yeah. such a great music track. Like I I would almost like like the trial itself was awesome. You know going in and, and you know you get the party members be like let's kill this amano son of a bitch. like it's funny it's yeah. like it's so great the design was really good um i mean the, the 14 team has proven multiple times now that they're really good with bringing amano's artwork into a into a 3d yes. space True. Um, it's beautiful i loved the design and we were literally just talking prior to the patch about how much um, I don't remember what discussion it was, how much I loved the MF designs and how many yeah. of us really loved those classic Amano yeah. designs. And so I was like, 
ecstatic when he shifted and i was like there it is <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's it is it is crazy too because you get to the point like you know they they kind of like give you that little flag right in the beginning of these these msq sets it's like oh hey the warrior flight that's okay that's okay. that's cool uh and then it's like actual warrior light which is such a fantastic boss mm-hmm. for yes. us now the warrior of darkness yes, yes it's such a huge like flip for us and i thought that was really great um but yeah, for me, uh, full score, uh, four out of four for the trial. I thought it was amazing. Just everything about it was was great. Actually, going back to the lyrics, you can find on YouTube. Someone did post a video with the okay. lyrics for uh, oh, that nice. piece. Oh yeah, good, good, good. Mm-hmm. I do gave you it. Go... Okay. Oh no, would you, Glenn? Would I was you just like gonna to go see it. Yeah, Glenn, Glenn wanted to go first. So I gave the trial um, a four. I really, really enjoyed it. When I so when we first got into it, uh, I actually didn't do a lot of X death. I think I because I, I was I'm still new to the game. I started last year, so I think I started at four point five. So I never got to do extreme, and I did X death a few times when I went through the raid. So when I saw the fire, I'm like, wait, fire! I, I remember um, it was it was actually Blue Mage that taught me uh, from one of the uh, carnivals. I'm like, okay, don't move. And uh, it was just it was a lot of fun chaos with all the symbols above my head, the beauty of the the stage, the music, the boss. And I I don't know much about uh, Final Fantasy One, but when he shifted, I was like, wait, that's them. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> there was a point there was a point uh, you know with a little button mashing where we just couldn't go any further for right. the remote mode, and it happened six times. Oh, <laughs> oh no, Ooh. we were we were patient but i we all figured i was like i'm pretty sure we ought to do it and no one was saying anything so then i'm like okay well i have a few hours until i have to go on i have to go live is someone not get i i i was that person like is someone not getting it right we finally got it right um but i enjoyed it so much and then we went to the ex oh my god the ex was it was it was easy to pick up but it was still like difficult at the in the beginning and just uh, it was mm-hmm. it was just beautiful. I, I really don't know what, <laughs> what what more else to say. Just the the coloring, the lighting, everything was so visually like popping. Yeah. And, and, and going back, uh it, it's still full scores for me. Though my one criticism is uh the the active time event. Uh maybe just tone it down just, yeah. just a little yeah. bit. It's a little aggressive. Um but that's not enough to take take it down a, a point for me. Yeah. Just let the people who fail it die, and then we'll continue. That's that. That would be fine. I feel like, or, or just have it be the same as every other button mash at yeah. ate. Like it just, it was really rough. And I get it. Like it's you know, in the moment, you're like, ah, like, but it just, it's a little crazy. It's a little crazy. I feel like I'm gonna be the the zen of this one. Oh yeah, I'm gonna do the zen of this too. <laughs> I oh, here's the thing though. I loved it, so I can't like. This is the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I did, I did, but... but I knocked it down to three out of four. And the main reason for that was, and I, I really just think it's more my own finickiness more oh, yeah, than fine. anything else. You it's know fair. what I mean? Um, again, just like the dungeon, I think that the context of it is so solid. The storytelling is beautiful. It's brilliant. I loved everything. I love the cussy. Everything leading up to the moment is so good. Everybody mm-hmm. comes in. They're your warriors of light. They help you. Every- like, I was losing my mind the whole time, and I loved it. But the things that kind of drove me a little bit crazy on a very personal level were the fact the button mashing. Like, because... Yeah, yeah. I the thing is, it's easy to say. It's easy to say. 
everybody just needs to hit buttons. And if you can't do that, oh my gosh, like you don't even deserve to get through the trial. Like, and people, you know, say that all the time, but I know so many players who have physical impairments or mobility issues that Mm -hmm. actually make it very difficult and frustrating for them to have to do those active time maneuvers. And part of me really wished they had done something different with the active time maneuver. Like, we have this cool system that allows you to be engaged with the moment, but why is every single one button mashing? Yeah. Like, can we do something different? Can there be a fun little matching game? There can, like, I just think there's more that we could do that would optimize that active time maneuver. And um, like I told everybody last week, I actually thought initially that there was a fun subversion of it because I was button mashing and the bar was going so fast. And I was like, oh my God, they're messing with me. They're messing with me. And then it went all the way to yeah. zero. And I went, we were meant to fail this. Oh yeah. my yeah, gosh. Right. I thought crazy. that too. Mm-hmm. And then I looked in my chat box and my chat box said, we did what we did. Yeah. I think, <laughs> I think it would be really good for, for yeah. Square. And, you know, I think... Uh, next time, next time we have a, a chance to to talk with Yoshida-san, I think I would love to to throw this out there for him. Is they do a really good job with accessibility for this game. They've done a lot of stuff with uh, with audio stuff, with visual stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, give us give us an option for active time event hold instead of mash. That's mm-hmm. all they right. need to do. Done, done. A lot of other games do it, and it's these mechanics are it, it's, it's like it's not going to hurt anything. Like I don't no. think people are going to be upset about it. Either either tone tone this this ATE down a lot and make it on par with all the other ones, or just uh, you know add an option for hold. Yeah. Yeah. So like that was a little critique. I think it's a little bit harsh having something that really has no mechanical actual yeah. skill mm-hmm. check be something that right. can win an entire fight yes, for you. I agree. So that was dumb. Right. And also, I did find that it was especially frustrating because, like you were saying, you had to do that six times mm-hmm. to get through it. And I'm like, that should That's not be holding up a party to clear this thing. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, yeah. Shouldn't be it, it. It's as simple so, as as making it like every other one. Not even in speed, but if one person fails, that person is dead, and everyone else is not. Yes, yeah, like, like even that. I yeah. would have been more okay with that. So there was that, and then the other thing, again, kind of going back to one of my slight critiques of the dungeon, is uh, we've been we've been there before. Like, right. yeah. and it makes sense. It's the story. We went up right. the crystal tower. Like, of course, he's up at the top of it. So I can't. Why did we run up the crystal tower? We yeah. already have the teleportation <laughs> crystals. But I was just kind of like, again, you know, I'm going, hey, especially because we are coming off of this big content delay. I was like, I was really looking forward to seeing something. And that's something that I always love about some of like the endgame trials. Like Shinryu, for example, I love that fight. It's brutal. It's ridiculous. You had to watch three bars, which was mind blowing for yeah. some people, not everybody, but for some people. And the transition when he smash it and you're doing the thing and then you end up on his back and then you fly into the platform and then everybody jumps off and the music is like la, 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 and you're like <laughs> screaming in the distance yeah. like that to me and in the extreme climbing over his tail and fighting him like that is incredible yes. and it was so smart because it was we're going to have this platform and we have one big boss but how can we make that one big boss interesting and dynamic so for me i was a little bit like i wish something different had happened where we were like whether you know whatever it was even if the tower had assumed some new position we never knew that could be unlocked or like the crystal exoc had made this thing rise up or like just something that made it different i i think i would have been very excited about all of that aside 
all of that critique aside, I really, really did love the fight. I loved the traditional, the music. I loved the Amano design. I loved the callback to Final Fantasy One Warrior of Light. I loved the limit break mechanics. Yes. It was so cool seeing those limit break bars just go like ding, ding, ding. And I was going, oh my God, it's us. We're fighting us. And I loved that. And, and like, like, wait a minute. He's got a fourth LB gauge? Yeah. What the hell? Where's our fourth LB gauge, you cheater? Yes. So all of that I thought was brilliant. I think I just, and with the extreme version again, not really being super epic, I guess. Mm -hmm. Like it's cool and it's fun, but it's not like, oh my God. Like that, I think for me, knocked it down to three out of four. And honestly, I feel a little bit bad because I feel like some of the dungeon is also weighing in on this for me a little sure. bit, just because they were the two additional pieces of sort of main content that we got. And so for both of them to reuse backgrounds and stuff, like, mm -hmm. I was kind of like, mm. it's It's such a weird thing, right? Because like these criticisms we have, valid criticism, but aren't necessarily of of the content itself, it, right? Because like it's what they do, they do really well. Uh, you know, that's where it needed to be done. Yeah. But yes, there's a been a, you know, there's an extra delay. We wanted to see something different, but it's just, it's, it's a weird kind of, kind of angle that we're coming in on, on some of this stuff from. Um, but yeah, I mean, still, still awesome. Like it's, it's, it's you know, the <laughs> yeah. fight is more on par with like Sukiyomi because that's essentially what they were. They were the minstrel ballad of the point three, and Sukiyomi wasn't mm. also wasn't as epic. Um, right. Nidhog was the same way, but I feel like because there was just so much power in like the different forms that yes. went on, and you know, having to fight various like the ad phase is very different. I guess that's where it's like. It, their focus on more of because like Hades was also really cool. Like I, I really enjoyed Hades because it, it matched Shinryu, but it's like kind of like that level and like the patch. You know, mm -hmm. it's I like can see that Tsukiyomi mm -hmm. definitely hit me more in the feels, and I think this one was mm -hmm. more meant to hit you in the heart. Yeah, I love the arena transition, Tsukiyomi though. Yes, yes. that's true. So pretty. In uh, also, we got to beat up Asahi, and I hate that guy. Yeah. Like, he sucks so yeah. bad. Oh, uh, no, I was yeah. so upset that he's back. I just like yeah. as soon as he like even in finished, like, ah, I'm just like, oh, son of a like. I felt all my all face right. muscles just get so tight when I saw his face. The, the smile, I'm like, oh, it's him. It's yeah. him. My <laughs> lips like, just like puckered as if I had just eaten something incredibly sour and I that I did like. I, I really wish <laughs> that he would have just pulled the, like, the hood down happy? and it would have just been Raban severed arm instead. Like <laughs> I was so happy because maybe. I know this time we're going to get to kill him. That's why I was so happy. I'm like. Oh, yes, bring him back so he can be the punching bag. Because I didn't like Arbert being the punching bag. That hit me in the feels. This will not. Mm. Nope, bring him back. I'll step right on him. That's what fine. if What if this is like... Like his sister before Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I, I, I don't know what the term is, but, like, the levels of emotions where you start at, like, grief, hopelessness, and sadness, and instead of uh -huh. is anger. What if the next bench is just always we're angry? <laughs> That's uh -huh. great. That'd be great. All the oh. time. I just want Stormblood's arc to be done. <laughs> uh, oh, well, I, I'll give my uh, score for the trial, which is a four, right? I mean, yeah. The reason that I gave it a four, because I agree, I agree. It's in a weird place. Like, it's the Crystal Tower, right? We've been there. It's not super epic. But what really got me was just the Warrior of Light. It's, it's literally the monomyth. We're fighting joseph campbell's the hero's journey but 414 like yeah. that's why they showed us that story at the beginning i really think and it might just be me and it might be tinfoil hat that elitibus or that station or whatever is the reason why we have that myth 
in the way that we do. And him mm. using it against his, us, it's just him being like as, as the warrior of darkness, especially right. Exactly. We do such a weird flip where we're the warrior of, of light. We come in like, oh no, just kidding, darkness now. Oh, we have to fight the warrior of light. B. Okay. The very like, like definite the idea cool. of it. Yeah, yeah. It, it's really cool. Um, and then the mechanics, uh, specifically in EX, where he will hollowed ground your limit break. Yes. Dude, that's so cool. More of that in bosses. <laughs> Give me more reactions from bosses. Like, you can literally bait him. You can yep. start doing a limit break, and he'll be like, hollowed ground. Just you're kidding. Like, ha ha, you're hollowed. <laughs> you, know, you can't interrupt it, but I can. <laughs> exactly. Like, that's really cool. That, that meta, meta mechanic that's like, it's in the narrative, it's in the gameplay, and he's using it? Like, holy crap. That's really cool. Um, and then the last thing was, another tinfoil hat thing, is um, the Warriors of Light that he summons are the cast of six. To me. So there's a paladin, right? Well, he's technically a paladin. But there's, there's a Dark Knight, Cecil. There's a summoner. There's a ninja. Four? Oh, four. Four, four, sorry, yeah, I said six. I, I didn't mean six. I mean four, right? Now think about that. Look at them. They are the cast. Like, I was like, and the two, the, the one that got me was the oh, white yeah. mage and black mage, who are the twins. Parom and Parom. And I was like, wait, huh. is this true? This can't be true. I didn't but, see that. I did not note that when I played it. Because hmm. I was like, there's got to be something in who he summons, right? Because they would do that. And I was like, well, then it must be from one. Well, there's no summoner in one. Oh, right? then Edward the Bard. Yeah, Edward the Bard. Mm. Edge the ninja. Ridia the summoner. <laughs> right? And I was like, is that true? I don't That's know. It might be tinfoil cool. hat. I'm going to have to I, go and do this fight again, I think. <laughs> and then his limit break is called the ultimate crossover. Why is it called the ultimate crossover? <laughs> right? Like, why would you do this to us if it wasn't true? Tinfoil hat, sure. That has to, that's not coincidental. There's no way that could be coincidental. They always do that, right? They always yeah. give you these mechanics that are like the reason he does our limit breaks, you know? I don't know. I do, I do see in the chat uh, Torquilra. Nope, Torquil rather dashing. Mm -hmm. um, says Torquilra, the legendary, says, <laughs> um, <laughs> I've never wanted a specific glam so bad as the Warrior of Life fight. And I do have to agree with this. I love the new dungeon gear. Let me just put that out there. Yeah. That gear is what mm. I've been hoping for from all Shadbringers. I adore it. Now, would I have loved it even more if that gear came from one of the Amaritime dungeons? Yes. And then for this dungeon, we got Warrior of Light Glamours. Yes. Like, that would have been so good. Yeah. I would have been so into it. Um, I, I'm not like, it's just so inconsequential. The new yeah. gear is really cool. But that would have been like, I think e that little extra oh, bit on the top would really that would cool. have just been so good. Uh, so, and, you know, uh, and, and I have to wonder if, if maybe that was planned originally too, and then things just yes. ended up getting like shuffled. I, it Shuffle, maybe right. like, cause that gear would have made way more sense coming out of a nighter, but yeah, who knows? So for the trial, uh, are you done Charles? Yes, definitely. Okay. For the trial, I was also a Zanidra. <laughs> Go figure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, three out of four for me. Um, it's partially because of the same problem I had with uh, the MSQ with Elidibus, because this fight is the fight with Elidibus. I I love the fact that that we're doing this whole big old crossover thing. I, I think that that concept is fun and, and very Final Fantasy XIV of them. Um, but again, I thought it was cheapened because I want to fight Elidibus. Right. Um, mm. I love the music. 
what else? What else? What else? Uh, what, what brought it down? I guess the active time thing. I don't have much here to say that everybody hasn't already said. Um, I thought that the the EX fight was pretty straightforward overall. There were a couple things where you're like, how do I? Oh, okay, that makes complete sense. Mm. Um, and it, it was a well put together fight, but it wasn't like a fun epic fight. And so that's why it's a three out of four for me. Mm -hmm. That's all. Okay. What what was your score, Glenn? You told us your your thing, but not your numbers. I think, oh, actually, I think I misread. So I actually gave it a three. Okay. And I think the main reason was that as, as, although I, I love the fight, um, it kind of, once you get it, it, it's not as fun anymore. Like the, more of the chaos is happening when sure. you're learning stuff. And also I did it the second day. And of course, everyone does it at like 5 a.m. So mm -hmm. I really couldn't get into any <laughs> blind parties for EX without people literally joining and then saying okay so we're gonna uh set up here this is where the waymark goes i'm like wait but this is a blind party yeah that happened, that happened a lot mm. yeah uh so for the trial it gives us a, a total of 17 out of 20. there you go still not uh, bad. not bad uh and that moves us into the raid where uh we get Charles, our first two. you want to go we get our first two yeah, we get our first two. Hi, I'm I'm the why, first two. Why is that? <laughs> I don't care about this. Like, I don't care about this story. Like, I just don't, right? So when I'm thinking about the Ray, and we, we're putting it out of four, right? So I'm going, mm -hmm. okay, the four things that they get a point or lose a point for in a raid, in a 24-man, at least, we're talking about. The story, right? The story around the raid. The, you know, the set dressing, the mechanics, that sort of stuff. That's another point. Maybe, you know, we could split that into two. Then there's the gear, because it's gear, right? You have to get the gear. Um, mm -hmm. The story, I don't care. I really don't care. Like, to me, it's the first 24-man that feels like when we're done, we're done with it, and we won't care anymore. Like, because Crystal Tower, we we thought maybe we'd never go back to it, but... The lasting repercussions of Crystal Tower, oh my gosh. Right, like... yeah. And the lasting repercussions of the Void Arc, right? That's us dealing with void that and then our oh, and even, even, and then, even then the last leg of we world of darkness we yes. essentially go to the 13th and you know that 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 stuff's coming back in the last leg of eden exactly. you know that that's going to be brought back and the evilly stuff we're doing right now with boja right but yeah. i don't i don't see how they're gonna get it back and and that that really to me steals all the juice from the raid like i'm like okay there's stuff going on and the mechanics are great they are really great. And let me tell you, like that hallway gauntlet, that's so much fun. I love when they bring in mechanics you from can the actually, I've seen people actually jump over the bullets from that. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I didn't even know. I've done it once, and I will yeah. probably only ever do it once. So that's I'll me. I'll keep but, that in mind. <laughs> <laughs> but like it's just it just doesn't engage me like as as a as a 24 man in the story. And it's it, I know it's because I haven't played near. Because I know I will find those things. But you should make me excited for it in this game, too. Like, the Correct. stuff that we're going to yeah. learn, I should be excited to be like, oh, it adds to my lore, and I could, okay, well, this means that. I just don't feel it, and I don't even care about the gear. Like, that's like, I, if I cared about the gear, I'd run it a bunch of times, but it feels a bit samey compared yes. to, like, the first set. Absolutely. A thousand percent. Just like, yeah. I don't even want the gear. So, like, that's two points off of it. So, ah, uh, what can I do? So yeah, I am the first two. I'm sorry. I don't like this. That's I don't okay. like this 24 man. That's all right. That's it's all good right. to have differing opinions. Yes. Yeah. So so I gave it I gave it a three and and 
man, I'm almost wondering if I should have dipped it down a little lower. Um, I was really hesitant. A lot of the mechanics it. are a lot of the mechanics are a lot of things that we've seen before, but just basically like near glamoured a little bit, right? We, you know, it's just more to, to fit in with the aesthetic of near. They nailed the aesthetic of near. I think that's great. Uh, I am still very not convinced that near is a thing that belongs in Final Fantasy 14. It feels weird. I don't understand why it's here. Um, and uh, the music didn't help save it for me. Like last time I was like, dude, that last track was great. This one's all right. Like it's, it's, it, it wasn't as cool for me. Um, and again, the, yeah, the gear totally like, is it even different? Like I, that's the thing I look at it. I'm like, that looks like it's the same stuff. It's, it's that like samey, right? It's like, uh, okay. Uh, which makes me worry for the next, the next one. Um, but uh, yeah, I was a, I was a, I was a three out of four. Um, I think, I think two out of four is also very in line as well with, with that, that sit those same kind of thoughts that I have, but. Mm. Yeah, I went, I went three out of four as well. And I'll be completely honest. I loved the raid itself this time. I had a blast. I thought the fights were super fun. Yeah. Um, I really liked the unique and unusual mechanics they kind of threw in there. There were some things that I was like, oh, wait, hold on. And I loved actually seeing the near influence in those mechanics yes. and in some of the weird stuff. Like when we get to the end of it, yes. there's a whole part of near Automata where you like walk through all these robots having sex. And then there's just like, this is not a joke. This is for real. This is a real thing. I'm just describing what happens in near Automata. And then there are a whole bunch of them that get up and they make a big ball and then a beautiful yep. robot man comes out of it but he's like born out of it and he's very slimy and so like <laughs> that's very important all the slime is very important yes incredibly slimy um and the thing is is that like that in a nutshell and the chat's bringing it up too kind of embodies like yoko taro he is a an avant-garde storyteller his mechanics and the way that he integrates gameplay and subverts the expectations of gameplay to tell a symbolic narrative that is grounded in themes of reality, but not always, is part of what makes him an incredible creator to watch. Because it's that kind of creation that will push forward the boundaries of what we expect from the format of games, right? But... Does that always mean that it's accessible and it makes sense? No. Is that sometimes fun? Yes. Because you get to the final boss and you're like, why are the mannequins making a giant meatball? <laughs> and like, that's super fun to me. And I love it because we also see some of that. And obviously he's a Japanese creator. We see some of that in JRPGs. I've been playing through Final Fantasy VII Remake. Why in a pit fight did I have to fight an enormous robot haunted house? I don't know, but it's a boss and it's a, it's a literal house that flies at me and attacks me. And that kind of bizarre symbolism is not exempt from JRPGs as a genre. So I like seeing it. However, and here's the but that made this a three out of four. I agree with everybody that the story just does not work. Like, and I think some of that is because I don't truly understand why they said it where they said it. They needed to because of the context of us being on the first and all this stuff. But the dwarves do not serve as a good vehicle, in my opinion, for this narrative. Like, Alig would have been more mm -hmm. interesting to me. Like, there are so many other things. Like, even the dragons who come from outer space, maybe they had mm -hmm. some kind of weird connection to this. Like, 
but it's very weird to me having these like cute funny dwarves that just want to do shticks and fun stuff and are so you know absent from their duties of making a party like it's very very hard i think for them to make this narrative and this strangeness work with that context and i did yeah. feel more compelled than i have in the previous section i thought there were some interesting things with like the idea of a community pointing fingers at an individual i thought that was an interesting theme like there are a lot of interesting things there fear of progression fear of the unknown but i don't think it works so the raid itself was fun but like you said aldino i do not see how the story can actually make it all something that is actually relevant long term or that actually has an interesting weight in the world or that feels cohesive with final fantasy 14 it yeah it, is weird and unfortunate um so that did kind of knock it down for me as well as the fact that like everybody said there are actually a lot of really cool gear designs both between drakengard and near some really wild interesting stuff that's not just near automata based and we, we did just get black jackets and that's not to say that i'm not going to get the ones that i want and put right. them on my characters because I, I do think they're fine and i like them but i think there's so much more they could have done with the next you know mm -hmm set of gear and i do think we are running the risk of just being too samesy and actually not really embodying the design and artistic sensibility of near as a franchise or yeah you know and i yeah, think I... that's the thing it's you know talking about like the haunted house right in in, mm -hmm. in seven you're like that's weird um and so then you get into to like 14 you're like oh there's like robots and a crash space chase or something but it doesn't work the same way because we know that's from near and there is zero cohesion between the two i you know and it's i just i don't care uh the gear it you know it, it's give me a reason why i should care there's really nothing here and the fact that it is on the first when you know before we're like oh it'd be nice to have a reason to go back to the source i'm glad it's on the first because i want to stay the hell away from <laughs> our our stuff on the source it because it makes no sense it does not belong yeah. anywhere and I was I was so on the fence with this when they announced it. I'm like, I don't know. No, you like, weren't. You were uh, way over the fence on the oh, I hate this side. I was like, yes. I, I was like, I don't think this is gonna be good, right? I'm trying to put it a little nicer. Uh, I was <laughs> right. This is not it makes no sense to be here. And I I'm glad that it's it's kind of staying away from uh the the literal planet where our main narrative is now <laughs> going to be taking place. Like I'm so glad it's distance. So what did you think, Glenn? So I actually initially but now listen to everyone i gave it a four but the reason why i gave it a four was because I, I was only thinking about like the raid itself right like, the mechanics yeah. of how much fun i had i didn't even think about the story because it actually was so like second thought right um let's <laughs> like wait there was a story what? i like seriously i was like oh re reviewing okay yeah i like the fight four out of four there we go yeah <laughs> um but the thing is i've only played a little bit of near i still have yet to like continue but i have gone up to the point that works said about the slimy oh, yeah. man coming out of the ball <laughs> and so I understood that type of stuff, but I think during the story, I'm pretty sure people who play near understand why there was that like a betrayal um, with a two P, but I didn't get it. So yeah. for people who haven't played it, it really just didn't make any sense. Um, that was like, oh yeah, here's two P at our mercy, just like shut off, and then we had to go and and pick up this thing. Also, the dialogue option that said, oh yeah, the room full of like you know dead yeah. dead <laughs> robot parts. That's a that's thing. A thing. I love that. That was funny. That was my, my favorite that was like, thing. That was great. Yeah. 
So I was I was excited. I was like, oh yeah, like also just the dialogue options. This entire patch have been hilarious. Oh yeah. Um, but so we save her, and then she betrays us, and then here she brings a whole bunch of others. Like, where have they been this whole time? And they just shoot down the entire village, and now we're just talking about, oh, are are um Kanag and and uh, Anag are they like? should they be punished? And then there are like these weird different things. And I thought we actually had to make a choice because I know there was like the whole choice, like, do you go with Anag or Kanag? And I thought, oh, is this going to continue? Did something change because mm -hmm. I chose one of them? Am I going to choose one of them to be like banished from the village? What's going on? And so it just, it felt like there was a lot of like material that just never went anywhere and didn't combine at all. Yeah. But that, yeah. And, and also the same with the gear. Like when I'm looking at the gear, I'm actually not even, I didn't, what was it? So when we did the first week, I forgot about the whole like one gear a week because I'm just so used to, you know, uh, copy factory. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so um, when I looked through them, I was like, I don't really care. I guess I'm just going to get this one because I was more thinking about getting eye level higher for my other jobs at that point, yeah. not even my looks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but the raid itself, I really enjoyed it. Um, I remember playing it uh, as a tank because I'm really into tanking right now. Uh, playing as a tank and just freaking out on stream, and that was a lot of fun. Just the mechanics yeah. are are really really interesting, especially during the th second boss where like the walls. I didn't yes. know they had to look at the walls and the letters determine <laughs> if it was a liner. I still don't. I still don't remember which ones which, but I know it's a thing. And I'm like. Oh my god. Three like, is a circle and a one is a line. There we go. Thank you. <laughs> and so <laughs> the fact that now not all, like you're not looking at the boss or the floor, you're looking at the wall. Yeah. yeah. Can I also just take one little additional addendum onto the gear discussion? The hats mm -hmm. don't work on Fiera. Oh what? Uh, no way. They don't. And I'm furious. Like I'm just wanna, no, it's okay. Jeez. But it's like this is it's so frustrating to me because. Like you were saying, Aldino, when we're looking at this type of content, 24 mans, right? There are a handful of things that this content does. It introduces interesting new collaborations, possibly opens up future storytelling options. Um, people will farm it to upgrade alt classes with, you know, getting their gear caught up. But when you've done those things, what is the thing you do these 24 mans for? Glam! Like, you want the new outfits, you want the repeatable tokens, you want the drops from it. And the fact that there is an entire category of gear that my character can't wear that has been made when this race oh, was already in the game. Yes. How the actual F does, yeah. do, do you mess up this bad square? I just, <laughs> this is seriously, this is so stupid. Yeah. So stupid. Like, okay, you can't go back and do all the gear. All right. That's maybe fine. still not a great decision. I'll give it to you. You can't do all gear going forward. That's stupid. That is yeah. <laughs> It's just, it's just, it is this weird persistent thing that like, honestly does make me, and I liked running this fight. I had a lot of fun in this fight, even though I have critiques of the story, mm -hmm. but it made me go like, oh, well, at uh, least those hats aren't that great. You can wear the straw hat. That one's real cute. You can't wear the straw hat from the, I was told you could. No, you, oh. you can't even wear the new. No. The festival hat does Shh. not work. You have to get a mod to be able to wear it on a VR. Oh, no. Oh, I was told it worked. My bad. No, from the fair, it does not Wait, work. Wait, but Frothgars oh can wear it? I don't know if Frothgars can wear it, but Viera can. Oh, man. So <laughs> That'd be hilarious if one could wear it and the other one couldn't. Oh, my yeah. God. Like, um, yeah. what? Oh. So, yeah, right. that, that's a weird thing that is irking me more and more as time goes on. Right. 
Um, because again, I didn't even I, know about that, and now I'm like so pissed at just yeah. like everything. Like I, I just hate everything now. Rothgar, but I'm oh so my mad. Gosh. It's very frustrating, yeah. and I know a lot of people who have stopped playing those races and actually like yeah. Fantasia recently because they're like, I can't even wear a whole headpiece, and I don't even have that many hair options. So like, why am I going to even? I, I could I can't even use the hairstyles that I farm or have gotten or have bought on the mod right. station on them. So it's like, wah, what? <laughs> what? It's is like this? you have these races that just don't even have a third of the options or other, you know, other uh, gender that the other ones do. So it's yeah, it's very weird and very off-putting. Um, and that's it's like another terrible. note about the the new raid that was kind of like, oh well, that really stinks because yeah. I actually. I thought the hats were the most diverse looking of all the pieces right. <laughs> yeah. in yeah. this particular, in this particular. Oh, oh you want to actually wear the hat? No, 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 no. We can't, we can't do that. Yeah. That's wild. You want bunny ears and a hat? <sighs> that's, <laughs> can't. that's ridiculous. Um, although, don't get angry at me. All of the hats that they've modified to fit Makote ears so the Makote ears come out look stupid. Some of them are cute. I like the little pockets. They make the but at least you can wear them. Yeah. That's true. Uh, so for me, I went the Glen route of four out of four because while I, I don't know the near story, um, I, I don't really care about it mm -hmm. either. It didn't affect how fun I thought the raid was. Uh, I That's legitimately fair. enjoyed yeah. all of the fights except for the last one. Uh, I thought they were all just really fun to do. I think that this particular raid has the best trash mob set in the yes. game so far. Yes, that yes. hallway is fun. It just is. The hallway mm -hmm. with the lasers. It's, so it's mm -hmm. just fun. Uh, so yeah, I really I really enjoyed actually doing the raid. Um, I think I had to do it six times to write the guide and I enjoyed every single time. I think I said I think I said similarly last last uh, one with Copy so, Factory, yeah. but not as much. And the thing that I also really liked about this one is that I felt the mechanics were more cohesive. Um, there were definitely mechanics in Copied Factory that are like, and we're going to tack this on and there's nothing to tell you it's going to happen. It's just going to happen if you happen to be standing in the wrong place. Screw you. <laughs> but in this one, uh, it, the fights, everything was much more organized. Um, and I really enjoyed them. I do agree that the, the gear is very samey. I said it from the... Yeah. The update uh, to the preview site we got, I thought that it all looked very samey, and some people disagreed. That's fine. Uh, it's a lot of black jackets with shiny buttons and some silver uh, trimming. It's mm -hmm. a lot of what it is. And and you um, know, in all fairness, that's what pe some people they, want. They still they still look good. Yeah, all, all yeah. of the pieces are still look good, but are still look good. All of the pieces <laughs> still look good, but. They are. They could be part of the previous set. You could take any any yeah. of uh, the job uh, gear and swap them with the old one, and nobody would bat an eyelash because the aesthetic for those sets is the same, which is fine. Yeah. People enjoy that. Um, I I wanted the healer jacket, and that's pretty much it. I'm not really into any of the other pieces. Uh, somebody in chat mentioned the boots are good. The boots are good. They're much better. In my opinion, than the previous boots because the heels look realistic. <laughs> um, I small small tangent. I went in with a healer buddy, and we both wanted the body, and and one of the runs, and they it dropped twice. <laughs> so nice. I'm like, I'm like, is Square Enix listening? Do they realize that this is the best looking piece because these pieces are raining from the sky, and that never <laughs> happens to me. Yeah. You know. um, 
I enjoyed I enjoyed going through with people who do know near because the little tidbits that they got that they were like, oh, this is like blah, was really like fun to, I guess, like tag tag along from their experience. Mm -hmm. like, that oh. party chat going through. Yeah. yeah. People yeah. are like, oh, this is like that one thing. And I'm just like, I have no idea what any of this is. And I, yeah, but oh, seeing other I don't know why I need to care. About stuff. Yeah, happy right. for you. That's the thing. Yeah. But but from the point of a collab, like it needs to make sense, even if you haven't done the other thing. Like Yokai Watch, I've never played Yokai Watch, but it's like they're like, oh yeah, they're you know whatever and things and uh, yeah, all right, that's still weird. I know it's a collab, but at least it kind of makes at least a, a sliver of sense. It's just you know I don't know. But. I didn't find the last fight as fun. Uh, it did mm -hmm. still make sense, but it was kind of like. We're slapping this stuff together, just like they're slapping the bodies together. Yeah, exactly. uh, that's the grossest <laughs> orb in the game. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, every time I notice an extra detail from the compound 2P, I'm like, I both love and hate this. Like her, her feathers from the sleeves, all of the feathers are legs. So mm -hmm. her sleeves are all legs. And I think that's hilarious. Uh, that that one part is very uniform. And then like you get down to her hands and it's like a leg and an right? arm and like, a couple of bodies. And I'm like, that's disgusting and also kind of hilarious, but gross. Yeah. Um, and then her shoes. Wild cosplay at the next fan fest. Oh no, oh, yeah. her shoes though. It's like covered in doll parts. Ugh. Her, okay. So the, the <laughs> heels of her shoes are two robots with their butts stuck out. <laughs> they're like, <Yeah. laughs> they're, they're awful. I think I would like to be the robot that's one of the bangs. That that would be my preference. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> if you had to pick. Uh, yeah. I would want to be a leg. I like a feathery leg. <laughs> yeah, I will say that I... Um, we talk about the fights being fun and things, right? Um, I do really like some of the stuff they did to sort of shake things up in this one, right? So yeah. the idea that we have the three bosses, but there's something a little bit different with it. Like your positioning mm -hmm. matters. The fact they can't be together. All these different things. Like... I liked they kind of subverted some of that. And then the fact that, I mean, there is a trash mob portion of this raid that people are like, this is the best, this is the best ad phase trash mob that has ever been in the game. I think really does say something to the possibilities of what yes. we could be doing with some of those like additional trash mob kind of mechanics. I mean, even like in the Alexander raids, we saw a little mm -hmm. bit of playing with that. Like, we're going to have mechas. We're going to do this. This one's going to do that. These ones will spawn. Like, there was more of that sort of playing with it, which I really like. Um, and I've honestly missed that in some of our raids because I love the big bosses. But it's nice to, like, have things that are a little bit different, make the journey different, and then that also give you, like, a new challenge mm -hmm. to kind of overcome. And the fact that, like, these mechanics do have that kind of bullet hell feel to them was so i was like this is neat what if we had an actual raid where like people had to stand and angle the things and then you had to run and you had to go up and avoid that like that would be really fun to me it would be a nightmare for people with ping oh, yeah. like ping issues but everybody else has so much fun yes yeah. yeah. so, <laughs> sometimes I, it's also fun to laugh at your friend who has ping issues yes yeah, we laugh at that like, like no um so i really liked that and um I think that was a real like victory from this collaboration. If nothing else, um, yeah. there will be some mm -hmm. new things to get for sure in the game. I think because yeah. they have an idea of how they could re-envision it. I definitely like agree with uh, every everything everybody said that they didn't like, but I guess it still didn't take away from it for me. And I don't know if that's good or bad. If I just was like, non issue, get out of here. <laughs> but yeah, four to four. I mean, it's, it's much yeah. the same about, like, the story. If it's a story thing in this patch, I'm giving it as high as I can give it because mm -hmm. it just, it hit me personally, you know. Um, like, unless it's the raid yeah. story. 
<laughs> yeah, well, that I don't count that technically. No, no. <laughs> but yeah. So yeah, what'd we give it? 16, 16 out, of out of 20. Yeah. We're like slowly one step down. You see? Right. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Can we take it back uh, up? We'll find out. Uh, so next up, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the disciples of land and hand changes. Um, so this is this is a little rough uh, just because uh, Ishgard stuff is yeah. is right. Ishgard stuff is is five point three one, which and and you know and we don't know what's going to come with with that. I don't you know I mean I don't think that they they said in the patch notes I don't think there was another wave of quests after the completion for this one, like there was for the last patch, but. Um, what we do have is a new custom deliveries NPC, which kind of helps to expand on the the stuff going on with the mm-hmm. the story in the firmament, which was I th- I think that's really cool. Um, we also have the uh, the dwarf tribe quests, and it's you know we've talked about this before um, with he- how kind of heavy handed they've been with with this the crafting and gathering stuff with with five point X. Um, that having been said, like I've been really enjoying the dwarf quests. They're they're yeah. really just ridiculous. Like like. The first one's like, okay, like we need to work on this thing. Oh, but first we need to make a brewery because <laughs> we need ale. Yeah. Uh, also, Obviously. it makes ethanol, so problem solved with our fuel dilemma. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it's just, it's really crazy, and it's gonna end up with us getting a tank. Like, sign me up, dude. Yeah. Like, I'd love to drive a tank around. That's that's you know we haven't really had a tank before, um, so I think that's really cool. Um, well, you should have a tank had... in every party. <laughs> Oh, hi. Sorry. <laughs> um the other, you know, the other stuff uh, like the 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 trial synthesis, the uh item lookup stuff. It's it's weird because, you know, they've been adding lots of quality of life stuff for uh for crafting for a lot of this ex- expansion and I you know, I can't say like what else I would want, but then they find something else to 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 make even better. Um and so for me, I gave I gave this a 4. I, I think they're they're doing a really good job. It's it's one of those things, right? It's like near like some people aren't crazy about it. Some people absolutely loathe it. Some people are like, I don't know. The raid was fi- like fun, like whatever. I don't care. And so you have other people that just aren't doing, you know, crafting and gathering content for them. They couldn't care less about this. And I get that. Uh, but for me, I think it's it's a fun little side quest. It's giving another way to level up stuff. Um and I, you know, for the for the people that do do this content, I think it's 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 great that they keep finding things to improve on. For me, this yeah. was uh, a three out of four. Um, I am like down. I'm down with the dwarves. Let's hang out and like put shit together and drink and and lolly ho at each other all day. Like alcohol weird, and driving tanks. What could go wrong? Weird, exactly. weird greetings. Just being being badasses, being being crazy. I'm here for it. Uh, it's just adorable overall. Uh, the little like extra trial-y stuff for crafting is cool. Um, but what really made it a three out of four for me uh, instead of a four out of four is that uh, I don't need it. Right. I, I just It's it's really, yeah. really late. I feel like it's late yeah, for, yeah. for people who are just just getting into the game or take crafting a little slower which is fine i'm like i'm not against it i it, there is definitely a huge audience for these dailies but for me personally it's like okay well i'm just going to i'm going to do these once a day maybe twice a day if it's a turnover and then i'm going to log back out of the game now yeah um, cuz cuz it's not useful to me the only only joy i get out of it is how awesome the dwarves are which is a, a 3 out of 4 amount of joy yeah 
Yeah, and I think that you know the important thing to note too, right? You know, talking about how you know some people just don't do this content. Um, the people that do do this content, you have to divide up into two groups. There's like the crazy hardcore people. As soon as they get through MSQ and have their one battle class to cap, they jump into crafting and gathering. Right? They will not benefit from the XP portions of this content. Um, which is right. You know, it's it's five point three. It's a little late for for things to help level, and we've talked about that before. With you know even 5.2, right? It's like, mm-hmm. this feels like it's coming a little late. Um, but then you have that second group that will do the content, but on a much more casual schedule, like me. Like, I've I've been, you know, steadily, uh, you know, when when Kitari and the, the ocean fishing came up, I did my, my gathers. I finished taking my gathers up. Um, now that this is here, obviously, I'm going to go and, and do more crafting. Then you have Ishgard Restoration, which you can do both for. Um, and it's just it's nice casual content where it's like I want to you know I want to log in, uh, but I don't want to deal you know I don't want to do just dungeons and whatever I want to do something a little different. Uh, I'll you know Netflix and Diadem or something right. Mm-hmm. Um, I you know and it's just I think it's a nice other you know alternative option um, for for people to do. I actually I was just gonna say that. Fusion, every time you mention the people who don't like the crafting and gathering, I'm over here like, that's me. I've tried. I'm going to be honest with everybody. I've tried to get into crafting and gathering. I really enjoy crafting and gathering in other games. It is not what I love in 14. And I'm just like, I'm ha- I don't have to fine. pretend anymore. I can just be myself. I can be real about this. Because for a long time, I was like, ha, 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 I just haven't had time. But what I really meant was, mm, I did, but I did not like it so much. <laughs> 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 so I'm just going to be real with everybody. Like, there's a purpose for it. I think some of the beast tribes and things around it are great. But personally, I have not always loved the time to effort ratio mm. of the crafting and gathering mm. in 14. And now, obviously, they are trying to come up with some new content that gives you more return for that time and effort that you put into it and makes things like leveling easier for people. Because for a while, like, oh, my gosh, yeah, it would take you a million years to level up each of those if you didn't know all the tricks or you didn't have access to a thousand supplies or you weren't bumming off of a friend or like, you know, it it was just a little bit arduous. So I'm really, really glad that they are developing it and that we've seen some attention, especially for people who want to do it in Endgame with Ishgard and stuff like that, where they're, you know, supposedly going to be developing that into some sort of Endgame for crafters and gatherers. I love that. I support it. However, I gave crafting and gathering a two out of four this time because I'm I'm sick. Of, I'm tired of it. Right. <laughs> and like I hate, I hate saying yeah. this. Normally, I try to be very biased. Or sorry, sorry. I try to be very unbiased. <laughs> yeah. Very. I think you. I think you got biased very well. That <laughs> I try to be very unbiased, but as somebody who loves combat content and or just con- mm-hmm. I like casual content too. I'm not always like a savage end game raider. Like I do that, but I really do like a variety of different things. I love dungeons. I love stuff like that. I re- I really feel like I am hurting right now for some stuff to do, and like especially now that they've you know made it one dungeon and things like that. I was not yeah. excited about the dwarves. And I actually didn't even put the dwarves into the craft and gathering category here. I put them into other, which I feel kind of bad about. I should have probably mushed them. But like for me, I was just like, like you were saying, we we have so many other tools right now for crafting and gathering. I feel like, you know, we have a lot of stuff and we've got more Ishgard coming up. And I love the little dragon. He's so cute. 
but boy, do I want something else to do right now. Like, I would have even loved being able to go through another beast tribe that wasn't crafting and gathering because we just finished up. Like, you know, I just, it's like the Katari just happened. So for me, I was kind of sitting here going, I don't really know if we needed this with this patch. I think it's cute. I think it's fun. I'm glad that we're getting more with it. But I really, as a player that is, that I'm focused more on other content, really am feeling that drought right now in a way that I think just hasn't mm -hmm. been really well balanced in this patch cycle. Like they needed to do a lot of legwork with it, but it's really been rough waiting for Boja. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's coming. Hold on. I know. Yeah. I just like, I just, I feel at this point, my two out of four was really biased. And at the same time, I felt like I wanted to do that because I do think speaking from a player perspective that doesn't necessarily yeah. love that content, I have felt like that balance has been a little bit skewed for me as they've tried to, I mean, bring it into balance to be fair. But um, yeah, I, I would just prefer, I'd prefer something else to really kind of dig into right now. So what I was going to say was, uh, I, I feel like I'm sort of like in between the two categories that Fusion listed, because uh, I leveled all of my battle crafts first, and then did all of my crafter crafts. Your, um, your battle crafts? Yeah, battle jobs. Sorry. They're, they're, <laughs> like, listen, being a warrior is a craft. Okay. <laughs> Look, the, the amount of damage I can do with my sewing needle is unparalleled. Yeah. I mean, we've so, seen what Hildebrand's father can do with a... Yeah. <laughs> with the goldsmith yeah. hammer. Thank so. you, Gwen. Thank sure. you, Gwen. Anyway, I, I leveled all of my battle jabs first. Uh and and then went into crafters. And and I also want to say, Rook, don't feel bad about that. The only reason I level my crafters is so that I can make furniture and not have to bother friends. If I need a piece of gear made, I'm like, I've gathered all the materials because I happen to have the list of stuff because all of my crafters are leveled, but I don't want to make it because I'm gonna screw it up. Can you do it for me, please? Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, it's not I you know, I gave it a three. Um and it's only because of the doors, really, honestly. Yeah. It would have been a two otherwise. Because, as, as I say in there, crafting is becoming something that I may want to engage with when I can find the time. Like, that's where it is right now. Like, mm -hmm. it's finally becoming something that I want to find time to do. It's not quite there yet. It's getting there. Like, because it's not a modern MMO when you think about crafting, right? It technically isn't. I mean, it's kind of postmodern in some ways in that crafting is a mini game. Gathering is a mini game. Like you go to WoW and you're like, I just press button and it shows up. Cool. Yeah. So I like that part of it, but like all the quality of life, we needed all of it, all of it. Because like starting in 2.0, I didn't even start in 1.0. I didn't even try and craft for the three weeks that I played 1.0. But starting in 2.0, I was like, there's no way. I don't like this at all. Like, why can't I do anything? Uh, why isn't there a way to test out this? Why isn't there a way to know if I can craft this? 1.0 and all I yeah. can think of is Fent and all of the like there you know the the grade like, number uh material junk what's yeah. it called dark matter to fix yes. gear each different kind of gear like leather craft cloth craft had its uh, own yeah. of that Fent yeah. was the cloth no. one and you had to have each and every different kind to fix each and every different I will thing. never forget the yeah. the Christmas set that came out in 1.0 and you needed dormouse for it to repair it and everyone's like where the hell do you even <laughs> like get this from like oh uh, my gosh but yeah like to yeah. me it's i was gonna give it a two and then i thought about the dwarves and i was like okay that's good because it's like average it's they're just bringing it along 
you know, Ishgard will show us more, and I'm really sad that it's not in here. I didn't remove a point because of it. I wanted to say that, but yeah. it's just underwhelming to me, honestly. And I don't even... I'll be, I don't know. I'll be curious to see what, what 6.x has, because I feel like with, with 5.x, uh, may or may not be related to the way they decided to do Ishgard, um, mm-hmm. but they've really been going through and just... I mean, you know, we had that one patch where they just they gutted all this, the stupid actions for, for gatherers and crafters like nobody uses. We don't need them. They simplified it as best they could. They're really trying to kind of revamp this to make it, I think, more approachable. Yeah. Um, and maybe maybe this just happens to be the expansion for yeah. it. And then once we move into to 6.x, maybe we'll get more, you know, uh, uh, dailies based on, uh, you know, combat or something. Mm-hmm. So for me, I gave uh, Crafting Gathering a three. Um, I haven't really touched most of it besides the uh, Beast Tribes. My favorite uh, dwarf quest is when you have to go to that one dwarf that's like in front of a bunch of people and you're going to psych them up and then he does the dance. I think that's my favorite one. <laughs> um, I'm like it's the best in... way to promote tanks is to dance yeah. for people. Exactly. And so Obviously. I'm like towards the casual side. I actually kind of like crafting. When I first got into crafting, I liked the fact that it was like this like little mini game. I was like, oh, there's spells for each one of them. Cause I think I played WoW for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember what the crafting was like there. And you can only be like two. And here I'm like, you can be them all. And for some reason, I forgot. I think I saw someone streaming and they were just like, you know, relaxing down. I'm like, oh, this something I can do, like, you know, just to chill, whatever. And I chose Culinary as my first one. And even though all you have was this white ball and you're like flipping this frying pan, I, I went into this whole like fantasy like, ooh, I'm making some like flan right now. I'm making a, a cake. And it Thank was just animation. It, it's just him with the frying pan going like this. And in his head, it's like Iron Chef where he's like running around yeah. chopping all the things. And, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, it's when I heard the sizzle, I'm like, oh, I love this. So it was like the small <laughs> little things for me. Um, I haven't touched it recently because when I went through Diadem and Ishgard, I went ham because i'm like i want to get them all to 80 and i burned out um yeah and i have one last uh, armor armor how i say armor is the last uh crafter i need to get to 80 so it's been good leveling it with the um the beast tries but i i'm excited i i want to actually like be able to get more into and like do like little crafting here and there because um in my raid group we have this one person who he calls it his walmart he doesn't charge us he just gives it to us and i want to be like that because he looks like he has a lot of fun (laughs) Um, so I'm looking forward to when I stop being burned out and get back into it. And also the trial synthesis, I can't wait because then I could be like, oh, I need help or I can do this. Right. So I gave it a three just because I haven't touched it. I also haven't done the, um, custom deliveries because I have a lot of scripts that I do not know what to do with them because I've been too lazy to find out (laughs) what is the best thing to spend them on. So that's where I am. Books if you don't have them, songs if you don't have them. Uh, I think it's really kind of appropriate that your last one to level up is armor and you're supposed to be making tanks. Yeah. Yeah. Look at that. It's funny <laughs> if armor is the, always the first one that I level. So go, go figure. I like being uh, a chef. All right. so uh that puts its score uh at 15 out of 20. So it's just it's just going down. Down and down. Really... I think I think others going to go back up. It's oh, got yeah. it, right? Yeah, so so moving on to other, uh, and again, <laughs> it's such a broad category. Yeah. Um, I think the probably one of the big things that uh, is going to factor in here is the sorrow verlet quests, um, which yes. is is a bulk of I, I think of of what I probably have in my written review. Um, I'm a little bummed it wasn't a trial. Mm-hmm. I am further bummed that it seems like 
it will never be a trial again for this quest line. Yeah. Um, the the idea of like piloting a mech, like it, it's, I don't mean it's in a bad way, right? But this like this quest line and some elements of the of the MSQ just full on anime, right? Mm-hmm. Like you have uh, Ali say at the end, just like whoo, like jumping off, like it's it's ridiculous. Um, and then That's you can a parody you know, of uh, an actual like anime. I, I don't doubt poster. it. The girl, yeah. the girl who jumped through time actually is the name okay, of the anime. Wow. And you know you have this thing with Very- Whirlit where when when you're done, you can actually like go into like the the little like hangar or whatever and like yeah. just take pictures of you Pose standing with it, yeah. next to the um, robot. Like okay, I took fifty of them fusion. I took <laughs> yeah. so many screenshots. They wouldn't okay. let me go into G pose in there though. Oh. Yeah, yeah, that was a bummer. But- no, it's I a mean, limited, no. but um, but I, 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 you know, it was all right. Like the idea of like a solo instance, it's, it's yeah, right. It's one of those things where you can't fault them for them trying something new, but at the same time, eh, like you're like, okay, you're in a like a flying robot. If I'm in a flying robot, why am I glued to the surface of the water? Right. That felt very restrictive. It felt cheap. Um, so that's kind of lame that we had more than three actions, which was nice. We yep. was like, I think five. <laughs> um, the thing that really impressed so me, much though, energy to do all the rest of the stuff you have to do. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So we, you, you, you get this thing. There's a cool cutscene, And then you're basically just in this very wide open flat water area with a cliff that initially I'm like, oh, hey, look, it's Kalusia. Right? right. It even has like a thing that looks like the like, OK. There's some billions on top that are a little different, right? I'm like, oh, they okay, they put a little something in there. That's cool. Uh, and then you finish the quest and you actually go into that town. And I was like, yeah. yes, yes, That's absolutely. Good. Going into Turncliffe, it has its, its own music. Like that was cool. Hell. Yeah, I was so surprised, but I was so surprised to have that. And that was amazing. Hmm. Uh, what else did I say for other? I'm like trying to, I'm getting too, too caught up with just this. Um, yeah, so like it's it, it was cool. There's some issues with it. I wish it would have been a trial. Um, we've had two trials in a patch before. Like that, yeah. they're going this way is a little eh, all right. Um, and then I wanted to talk about uh, flight in 2.0 areas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. We 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 talked about this before the patch, and we're like, oh, like it's probably gonna be really restrictive. There's gonna be stupid invisible walls. And that's fine. Like, if that's how we get flight, like, it, you know, if that's what it needs to be, okay. Uh, uh, they went above and beyond what I think anybody was expecting for, for this. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, so it, a lot of, lot of cool stuff um, thrown in. Uh, three out of four for me for, for the other mm. category. I had the same as you. I did three out of four. And it's funny because part of me feels like I almost could have made this four out of four. Mm-hmm. But at the same time... I'm okay with the main story being my only four out of four this time around because like that Mm. four is so high. Like that bar is so high because it just blew me away. So like three out of four is not me saying by any means that it's bad. Um, I actually think that we got some insanely huge quality of life things, especially for new players, including the expansion um, of the free trial cap, including the streamlining of all the quests including the addition of various new gear in certain dungeons as you leveled, so you don't look like you're just dressed in a down comforter all the time, and or a thong <laughs> made of metal. Yep. Um, which, you know, some people's jam, so do it. You know, wear a jacket. <laughs> it's just Marshmallow very... <laughs> pillow jacket. Um, so Mismatched that really cool. armor. 
mm-hmm. the flight in a realm reborn like you were saying fusion they went above and beyond there's all these little hidden places and new parts that they added into maps and areas that you can now continuously fly between without having to ferry which is amazing like that stuff for me four out of four huge mm-hmm. um especially even going back in with all the other stuff with uh new game plus and adding all the job quests and all those sorts of things that's amazing all great all great um I guess the three out of four kind of comes from the fact that I really enjoyed the Sapphire weapon. Again, mm. like I super, I did. I thought it was cool. I love the anime. Gundam was one of the very first shows yeah. I ever watched right alongside Sailor yeah. Moon and then Neon Genesis Evangelion. So, you know, it was. A, oh, th- it was it made for you. went off the cliff. You're yeah. good. Yeah. It was, yeah. That's when I, Neon Genesis is when I fell face first into it yeah. and realized just how bizarre and terrifying anime could be and then yeah. kept coming back for more. So, like, I was super into it, and it also helps that my personal character has connections to technology and ancient Alec and all sorts of stuff. So I was like, oh, this is extra neat, and I love uh, it. No, I, have to, I have to ask a very important question. Did you glamour lost Alligan gear before you did this cut, the, the cutscenes? I already look. My character already has a look, and she was ready. She already has a look that it's around that. So she was ready. Okay, okay. okay. And um, I did take a thousand pictures of her in this mech because I always thought it would be super cool if we could pilot one um, mm. since the Ultima weapon. It looked pretty cool. Yeah. yeah like, but the main thing here is that I feel as though it were a promise of something more and not a delivery, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. not to say that mm. it let down my expectations, but I believe that more than actually being like full content in and of itself, it is something that will be relevant in the expansion or coming up or in the continuous mm-hmm. story. The fact that we have this whole new zone, they would not create assets. They would not create a whole mm-hmm. new city. They would not create all these things unless they're going to be using those assets or already are elsewhere. I have no doubt that this hangar, the mech, they talk about upgrading it over time. You can go examine all the different parts of it. I, yeah. We're curious if like that means it's going to actively become a weapon that we yeah. will use in certain content moving forward through expansions and things if it will play a role in the story if it will i have no idea at so, bare, bare minimum i think turncliff is just our base of operations going forward for this mm-hmm. this quest yes. line and the fact that we even have that kind of zone for that is awesome yeah. um gives you me know that, whether uh, or not that costs us feeling. other content mm-hmm. i don't know like that, oh, yeah, when we yeah. when we had the little corner of the dome and enclave that was kind of like yeah. you know, mm-hmm. the only finished part, and I'm kind of like, hey, if we want to like rebuild this town, that's fine with me. It's beautiful. Yeah, Let's get housing here too. Yes, thank you. It's it's, <laughs> it's interesting, right? Because you know we talk about stuff like the the new dungeons. Like we've been, you know, it goes through the areas we've been here already. It would have been cool to go somewhere new, but then like we have random little instance town, and you're like, yeah, okay, like where did this come from? Where's the the cost and the decisions? I, I it's it, it's interesting to me. I mean, you know, I I I love Turncliff. I think it's great. But if we didn't have Turncliff, could we have like maybe had the dungeon go somewhere new? Like I, you that's know, gotta. No, I mean, that's why I think it is an asset that is being developed for something else that yeah. they have purposed into this, right? Like the maybe. fact too that Milk Drinker. Can I just mm-hmm. Milk Drinker? Yeah, Milk Drinker. I had to dock yeah. a whole point because of that sweaty milk mess. No, I'm <laughs> the... kidding. <laughs> He's he is far more in one cutscene. Yeah. This man feels more like a compelling villain to me than even Xenos and Fancy Pants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is his real name? It's Fancy not Pants. It's, uh, or it's like, Fan Daniel. Fan Daniel. I call him Fancy oh. Pants. <laughs> I mean, it works. I thought you were talking about Milk Drinker. Um, I'm like, I know Milk Drinker's name. Milk Drinker is more <laughs> compelling to me because, I mean, the details in that cutscene 
were mm-hmm. so untraditionally villainous, but so yeah. upsetting. Like, yes. just how weird and sweaty he is, how much he looks like a weird, like, he's like the Midlander model, so he looks almost like a, like a teenager, but he's so ominous, and then he drinks the milk? The mm-hmm. milk, though, guys. The milk really yeah. destroyed me. And the whole weird milk analogy and the children yes. that dress him, like, there was so much in that one scene that immediately made him memorable to me. Right. Um, we also and, learned that yeah. the world has cows. Yeah, and the world of cows. I mean, it could be goat milk. We he do have say, goats. He did say cow. He said cow. He said, he said cow. Yeah. We oh. we have not had an animal revelation like this uh, since it's it was bears. discovered that bears existed. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yes, you know what's up. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I. I again, I did three out of four mostly because I agree that like I would have again feeling like we were maybe lacking a little bit on some of the balance of like mm-hmm. new combat content or instance content or things like that. I liked the mechanics. I thought it was a really fun distraction. I thought it was super cool. But is there a lot for me to continue doing or working on? No, but it did feel mm-hmm. like something that was a setup for something bigger, whether that's again themes of yeah. what we're going to be doing, pushing back the Garlean invasion, new yeah. villains, how we're going to be using this weapon, if that weapon and the heart of Sabiq are going to play a larger role than we assumed moving forward into the expansion. Yeah. I have no idea. So, those things were promising, but right now didn't feel like we got a lot of delivery. It's just kind of like a here's some setup of stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's to- I, I, I. There's not a doubt in my mind that this stuff, even though it's like like a side quest right now. Like, we're gonna get through this stuff. We're gonna kill the rest of Gaius's orphans, and yep. then uh, it's gonna be like, okay, let's like actually go to Garlemald now. Hey, Gaius. Yeah, what's up? There's an Assian still. Oh, let's go. I'm ready. Let me let me at him. Like that's it. Yeah. That's that's your that's the 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 arc. That's how that's gonna go. So yeah. for me, oh, you can go ahead, Charles. Oh no, I was just saying, yeah. Okay, so for for me, um, I brought this up briefly last time. Uh, my first and main complaint about the uh, the Garlean Children's robot storyline, <laughs> Sorry, Worlet, that's what the real name is, uh, was that it felt like they were going to do matchy matchy uh, hair with each robot that they went into, and they didn't. They had a whole scene where a dude walks in and he's like, "All right, I have to get in my robot now," and the other kid who's in there's like, "No." No, brother, I suck and you don't. So you should live because this is a death mission. And so he gets in the robot instead. And I was like, well, all of my my thoughts and previous uh, assumptions are are wrong. And I have to give this a four out of four instead. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's kind of funny when you think about it. Like you have like this one character. We really don't know anything about him. He's a little forgettable because he's just kind of in and out. Yeah. Piloting the, the weapon that's based on Van Hyde, Van who? Who was yeah. this guy? Oh, that? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. No, um, I mean, that's not really the reason that I gave other a four out of four, but it, I did appreciate that they yeah. subverted my expectation because I they mixed was, it up a little bit. I was legit like, really, this is so anime. Do you have to do this? And while it, it is still anime. Oh, it um, is completely I feel, anime. I feel yeah. like I feel like they stuck to the less uh just bottom barrel uh, yeah terrible stuff right um a lot of people really enjoyed the the gundam responses you got to give while you were in yes. the mech mm-hmm. uh-huh. uh yes those I, were so I, great i could only guess at what they were because uh while i don't dislike mecha anime it's not my go-to so like ah mm-hmm. this serious answer that's probably yeah. it i'm going to pick the goofball answers now <laughs> um, i mean look g warrior do the thing 
Yeah. yeah. Do the thing. Just I also I liked I liked when they got we got their heads up displays and it was basically yes. like Star Fox sixty four where it was like blank image and just the mouth is moving. Yeah. So that was good. pretty great. Oh, that um, I didn't even think about it that way. There's some photoshops need to be done now. I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um, but yeah, there's other stuff in the other category. Um, I get, should we finish out this one? Should we like Glenn finish out this one, or can I jump around? Wait, no, sure, go ahead. Glenn, Glenn, tell me, tell us what you think about uh, the the robot stuff. So I feel like I misunderstood the assignment when I thought of other. Oh. Well, going back to well, let's go back to Sapphire Weapon. I enjoyed it. My biggest qualm is that we can't do it again. Like, mm-hmm. I would love to oh, hop yeah. back in there mm-hmm. and be like, oh, let's do this again. Because I feel like I learned the abilities. They were fun. Mm-hmm. I definitely messed up. I almost died seven times in one encounter. <laughs> I want to do it again to try to see if I can, like, not, like, min-max, but, like, oh, can I do a better job? Can I see how long I can, like, deplete all my whatever yeah. the uh, the replacement MP was? Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely, like, I beat it right before it beat me. <laughs> <laughs> I was having this issue when I used the laser. One would not get hit by it. Yes. And I wouldn't even notice until suddenly it was on me and it exploded. And I was like, why? (laughs) They need to be packed just like a little tighter or in just like a straight line of singles. Because when you target one and they're in two layers, that. Yeah, you're going to miss like one or two unless you really line it up. Yeah. I, I think the first two times I got it right, and then I saw one was left. I'm like, wait a minute, and I ran, flew. I flew as fast as I could. Like, oh my god, wait, hold on, let's go. And I, I, I was freaking out every other time because I kept missing just one. Right. And then these mm-hmm. AOEs would happen, and then this thing, it was it was a lot. But overall, I I also I love the new map so much. It's yeah. it's yes. that nice like by the sea look, and the ar- the architecture was so European, and it, it reminded yeah. me of Santorini. And I was yes. like, I want to mm. see more of this. Yeah, I was going to say. It, it was, was like so this Greco Roman. So unexpected, yeah. which just made it so much better. Yeah. yeah. I, I, is that is that Garlemald's like true architecture style when you take away the. Oh. All the, the all the metal? Is that because they are I, Roman, right? I'm a little, I'm know. a little worried. And this is. T- a little, little tinfoil hat because we've, we, we're, we're going sure. on three hours almost. Yeah. That's fine. Uh, I'm a little worried that our arc is going to be like, okay, so like Garamald is kind of falling apart, Civil War, Xenos is technically in charge, but he doesn't really care. Uh, Gaius obviously still cares about Garamald and stuff. And I feel like we're going to go in there, just remove Xenos from the throne, and then we're going to make Garamald the happy empire. Mm. And that, mm, I don't know. I don't yeah. think they'll do that. I mean, if you look at just the nuance of storytelling, right? I mean, and we, we've had a lot of this. I, I don't think that's what we're going to see. We've even seen with characters like Fordola and um, uh, Yotsuyu and so many of these other, and now Gaius, right? We've seen an examination of the effects of war. And um, I, I don't think that they're just going to be like, and now everything's rainbows. I think we'll probably, and hopefully, and I think this is what will make an expansion based around Garlemald interesting, see more of that actual, like, okay, this is a conquering nation. Mm-hmm. This is a nation that's also been horribly misdirected by people and while there's a lot of ingenuity and promise there and characters kind of like um sid right yeah um it's gonna take a lot to change that and i think we've we've seen them do something semi-similar with ishgard which if you like are doing a lot of the post quest and things still has a lot of problems like there's still a lot of bad stuff that's happening in ishgard even as they're trying to change society and emmerich's trying to lead that up 
So I would really like to see them kind of examine that, but um, we'll just have to see because I, yeah. I do think that like a lot of the main story of Stormblood felt a little bit more like fun time nationalistic than I thought it would when I was yeah. like, I thought we were going mm -hmm. into like a crushed nation that yeah. had their identity and culture. I'm, I'm, them, you know? I'm really worried that that 6.0 is just going to be Stormblood with Garlemald instead of Alanigo. Yeah. That's so my I, biggest worry right now. I personally really love war stories because there's yeah. so much that goes into them. Like the warring, or, because it's not war nation now, but not, now a conquering nation, the ideas, the propaganda, the, the type right. of people that like the, mm -hmm. the lifestyle to be there. Um, I am hoping that if they go that route, that they do it much better than Stormblood. Because Stormblood, we had to like establish Alamigo and Doma. Like we were yeah. in Alamigo, then we had to go to Doma because the first plan didn't work out. So we thought, okay, if we hit them from another side and attack this other Viceroy, we can actually go ahead and and it, it was like it made sense, but it didn't feel like it was paced that well. And also mm -hmm. the, the the main the mm -hmm. main MSQ for Stormblood was so long. So yeah. I'm hoping yeah. that when we go back, Garli and if if that's the case, that they do a better job with like the whole like war nation and whatnot. Also, funny enough, I when we first saw more people from Garlemald, I thought that there wouldn't be like Makotes or, or Rogadins. I thought it would be right. very much like a uh, a higher race, like oh, it's mm -hmm. only these type of people from here. So that was interesting when I saw other races from there. Yeah. yeah. There's uh, a very interesting... people that they stole at a young yeah. age. Yes. Well, like there's a very interesting. Yeah. I mean, almost semi-caste system, ranking system yeah. within Garlemald, right? And I think a lot of it is based off of ancient civilization. The idea of like, you know, we conquer people. And so you get this temporary sort of allowance to be a part of our nation, mm -hmm. basically to be our foot soldiers. And you get like brought into this. And I mean, Fordola is a perfect example of this, right? She gets told that her entire homeland, her home culture, her people are lesser than. They're, mm -hmm. they're, they are weak. They are... They are in superior. They're not superior. They are, you know, inferior. Um, and that if she, you know, follows this right way, she can become strong and powerful and work her way up and maybe one day gain whatever recognition she's allowed to. Because there's like a certain tier that yeah. non-Garlean natives can can achieve within the empire. Um, so like those themes are interesting. Yeah. And having like a nation that has to deal with that because like not everyone in that nation is of that mindset. And we know that there are some like underground movements and things. We know that there, you know, obviously are people within that system that are revolting against it or um, even stuff with Boja, like the group that's yeah. out there is very different. We were discussing that during mm -hmm. the Boja lore episode than a lot of the other, um, you know, sort of groups that have been formed out of, you know, conquered nations and, and or Garleans. So it's very interesting to see that. I just hope they don't wimp out on it if they're going to make it a theme mm -hmm. in the game because I think like you have to just hit it head on and try to deal with those themes in a you know mature and interesting. And I think, way. and I don't know if they will because when you when you think about the story that we've gotten, I mean, just this last patch, right? We had the idea of like, oh, the black robed Asians. They were mentioned a couple times. It was just going on. We never even saw them. Um, and we've yeah. had um, for several patches now this little bit of of story with Garlemald and stuff. All all sorts of stuff has been happening. We haven't really seen any of it. Yeah. And now we have we have Xenos is kind of there. We have the Boja stuff happening over here. And I feel like if they were going to touch on that, I feel like timeline. I mean, time bubble aside, right? I feel like timeline wise, the ship has sailed for a lot of stuff. I feel like right. But so I'll be, be really curious where where we're actually going next and how. They, they they tie things together, uh, yeah. which is really so, weird because when we had 5.0, we're like, oh, we're just completely taking a left turn and not even going over here. We're going to a whole other planet now. And now that we're coming back, it's just like, eh, 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. So this is what I've been waiting for for weeks. Yeah. Charles, please uh-huh. tell me how you feel about the Sorrow of Berlin. As, as a huge uh, borderline obsessive Gundam fan, like literally every single series, um, I loved it, right? But I think that, you know, talking about Garlemald, it, it's funny that we started talking about this before I, I talked about the Gundam stuff. It really shows, and Rook, you're right, like all these people who are not, you know, um, they're not actually Garlean, you know, like, they are just nothing. Like, these Aura, that was the plan, to kill them. Like, they say it in the, in the, in the story they of the Tharo. Yeah, exactly. Like, they are yeah. just, they don't, uh, the, the Garleans are not going to pilot these things. They're going to give it to underlings to then pilot. And I thought that that was really cool that they said that. I, to me, it's a little bit over the top, right? Like, the, the, the milk drinker is a little bit over the top. It's a little bit. He's a little, he like, he gets a little no. cartoony. A little bit, right? Because that's another thing about Gundam. It, okay, a lot of them, a lot of the older ones, a lot of Universal Century are about war being hell. That's literally the quote from the creator. Mm-hmm. War is hell. That's why he does this. That's why people die. And like, I'm afraid that, yeah, they won't go all the way. Like you're saying, Rook, like, it's so awesome. I love being able to press the button that lets me say that I'm launching. You know, like, yes, or, you know. Like, that sort of stuff. I actually, we were talking about pyretic. Did you notice that one of your abilities is a pyretic booster that if you move, you take damage? In the, no. in the machine, that's your power-up. It's a power pyretic booster. When you have oh. it on, you're on fire, so you take that damage. Right. You know, that's just funny. I didn't pick that up, yeah. Oh, I was obsessing over the names of these buttons and what they did. And like, oh, how does this I work? I noticed it said pyretic, but I didn't notice I was taking damage. Yeah, you take damage as you have yeah, it on. That's why you don't have it on the whole time. Yeah, you gotta, yeah. You gotta choose when to yeah. put it like, on. I really like that sort of like bringing in the lore to the mech. But yeah, I, I really, really loved it. But I like it won't be Gundam. It won't be that true like mecha kind of real robot type if there's not consequences, you know? So I'm like, I want to see more to really know. But it was beautiful. I don't know why You're he likes milk. Yes. That they that they crushed the, the all, all players, oh. all characters involved. Yes, I, I do like hope it. that every <laughs> last one of them dies. Like, that's one of the things about it. He's called Kill em yeah. All Tamino. That's the name of the director of Gundam. <laughs> that's his nickname. It's kind of like Yoko Taro, right? It, you know, yeah. if you're going to step into an auteur's shoes or, or have them bring some stuff in, Go all the way. So hopefully, I gave it a four out of four for other, mostly because of flying, which I did not believe that they would go that far. Yeah. The the yeah. free trial and uh, the sorrow furlet, like those three were just amazing to me. The only place I've been disappointed with the flying was uh, Middle Denosha, because if you get up over to Summerford where we were the other day and yeah. you look away from the city, yes. it's like ah, this is empty, not good. <laughs> They, like there the are some areas where uh, you're like, oh, hey, draw distance, right? Yeah. yeah. There, there are no plans. No, like that's tucked a mountain under some grass, and it was like, oh, that's that's not good perspective, friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm really hoping that 6.0 is a war story, and it is just as impactful as as you know as Shadowbringers has been, but for a different reason, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. I mean, because there there are so many ways to heighten storytelling, mm-hmm. right? And this is part of what really, we were talking about being worried about the future, yeah. like if the next X-Pack will be as good, right? 
But really, when I think about it, the setting was fantastic. Learning things like Emirat, that's incredible. Those reveals are unbelievable. I mean, it has elevated the game for sure. But when I really think about what I think has made this expansion so memorable, and we were even talking about it with that cutscene and stuff, right? It is, it is the storytelling. It's the heart of the story. It's the characters. It's all of those things that are being handled so beautifully that I feel like even if we don't have that massive over-the-top fantasy reveal element, I do believe we can still have a really well-told and meaningful and gorgeous story. And I mean, of course, they're probably, they're going to put something in there that's huge and they have plans and like they've had plans for ages. But like, to me, I think it will be even more impressive if they can take something like on the first, they can take something like a war story. They can even go back knowing that Stormblood was its own hot mess in a lot of ways. Like, and they can really tell a tight, beautiful narrative that's just like streamlined and has incredible characters and nuance that shows that like, it doesn't always have to blow your mind with some kind of ancient, long-lost history revelation. You can have stories that are impactful because we all have shared the human experience. And so, like, I'm really hoping, and I'm sure we'll get cool stuff too, but, like, I mean, of course, they have a lot to build on, but um, Garlemald, honestly, people give it a lot of crap about being, like, the most, the least interesting just nonsense, and to me, I've always been, like, I actually think it's very interesting and it's very relevant, but it will take a lot of sensitivity and courage to tell that story. And, yeah, right. uh, you know, it, 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 we don't know. In a fantasy setting and in a game like Final Fantasy, they may want to focus on other things, but I think that they could have a really impactful story if they decided to explore it. So They did a really good job with, like, showing risks uh, throughout mm-hmm. Shadowbringers. Like, I thought mm-hmm. at every other turn something bad was going to happen because there was that <laughs> risk. Yeah. Um, like, us taking in all the light... Yeah. of what was going to happen with um Garahatia with with everything. So I'm 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 hopeful that the next expansion no matter what they will know what to do with the risk is now mm-hmm. building everything um around that. Yeah. Yeah, it's like they yeah. telegraphed and, and, so and many as, deaths. Right. And, and, and as much as I've been like hating on on what looks like what is next, yeah. right? I they made Shadowbringers, right? Right. So Prove me wrong, Square. Prove yeah. me wrong. <laughs> also, can we go to the new world so we can learn more about Blue Mages? Thank you. Yes! <laughs> that would be new very cool. And Dancer. And Dancer. Yeah. New World, Sherlion. There are, like, there are yeah. parts of the map that I think a lot of us have wanted to go to for a long time. So, hopefully. Mm-hmm. There's that big old ass cloud in the middle. Uncover it. Yeah. <laughs> What's under it? Show us those things. Yeah. Uh, did everybody get their... Score for other. I gave it a three. Are we, are we, are we done with four. other? Yeah. Uh, all right. So, patch five point three has a final score of eighty three out of a hundred. Oh, what's so in case that we so so in in case you were curious, I, I I I did actually put oh, something together. That- Okay, okay, okay. So, so for for Shadowbringers, uh, and and again, note that the categories have changed a little bit. Uh, 5.0 was a 92 out of 100. Mm-hmm. Uh, 5.1 was an 85. 5.2 was a 77, which actually, uh, I believe, was our lowest uh, reviewed uh, patch. Uh, with I think the, the first patch review was 4.5. So, yeah, 5.2 was worse than 4.5. 
Um, and then 5.3 here, which is an 83. Interesting. Interesting. I did really feel like, I mean, this one was so much the story, right? Yeah. And mm -hmm. it's like, when you look mm -hmm. at that story category, I mean, everyone rated it just out of this world, right? But it is like the other stuff within 5.3, you know, it's a little mix of things. But really, I think the story itself in this one was such an accomplishment um, and was so well done. I mean, I just, I can't wait to see what the rest of this particular patch cycle has to offer as far as Boja and things like that go. Because I think that's where we'll see more of the like content ratings maybe yep. shine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Depending yeah. on what mm -hmm. we get. Hopefully. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, I, I think some of the issues too with with 5.3, right? Again, something completely out of Square's control was what has gone on with the pandemic, right. and because of that, a side effect of it, right, is we have been really hurting for new stuff, and so we already only get one dungeon to patch. Hey, here's the next dungeon. Great, it's just kind of areas that you are already familiar with. Oh, and so thematically storyline wise lies you know like like fighting uh you know warrior of light on top of, you know at the throne and crystal tower we've been here before but it made sense um but because of things that weren't necessarily the fault of that content itself it felt lacking it felt repetitive um so i you know i think that that could be part of it um but i think i mean ultimately I mean, it was a solid patch. I mean, you yeah. know, 83, that's 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 passing, yes. right? If you want to look at it that way. So. It's and I mean, emotional. most places, right? Yeah, I think so. It made yeah. Rook cry. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. It Not made just me Rook. <laughs> yeah. We you know we're going to ask this question? Let's, let's, let's go back. What? Going, going to the MSQ. Yeah. One scene. Pick one scene that really just got you. One. I, I can do it quick. You can't do that. You can't make those do that. One. Lena. I can do one. Lena saying goodbye. Lena, oh. Lena giving her, her Lena. speech to everybody. Uh, I don't know why, but that specific, like, I, I'm not even that fond of that character, but that specific scene where, where I, I basically the Crystarium is saying until she showed up again. I was like, oh, right, Lena. Yeah. No, like that, that, that got me. It was like, all right, this is the end. Even more so than like Thancred and, and Reen saying goodbye. I feel like Reen had already steeled herself and was ready. It was like, these people are going to leave me and it's fine. And I'm, I'm a big girl. Whereas Lena was like, okay, mm. you guys, you're awesome. I'll see you around never again. So, so mm -hmm. for me, oddly enough, uh, was the scene with Dulia Chai. Hmm. Dulia cried. Talking. Yeah. Oh. Talking to Alphano, that was that was the one that just really got me. And I, I, yes. I, I you know, I, not to say that I didn't get emotional about some of the other stuff, but for whatever reason, that was the one that that just it just it got me. The you know the the idea of these kind of uh, parental figures, right, for Alphino, yeah. and they're having to say goodbye, and the fact that like we've never actually seen Alphino and Alice's real parents, even though they're still out there somewhere. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I don't. That was that was the one for me. Seto. Oh Seto. yeah, that Seto that's... and Arbert. Arbert, yeah. like, uh, I was like, please, Arbert is in there. Just touch, just pet the Amaro, just pet, pet it. And when you get that scene of like, you know, close your eyes and then feeling the soul of Arbert. Oh my goodness, that's so good. I, I'm I'm gonna be completely honest, and that's that's I'm glad that that you have a favorite yeah. thing. I'm not trying to bash that. I was like who's seto like i completely yeah. forgot yeah. about this I bird i'm like who seto like, I, had no yeah. idea. <laughs> I had no what? i didn't remember him at all okay. well fusion one you're a monster but two uh 
he's the literal goodest boy. He's literally what made me get off my butt and level every combat class 80, which I'm currently almost done with. So help me. So you know, maybe so you know, I, 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 I still have quests to do over there. Like I didn't completely do all the Amaro stuff. I still need to do all the role quest stuff. So maybe that, that ties a little bit into it, but they're like, yeah, go see Seto. And I was like, who? It's like, oh, the bird. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. He, I kind of remember a little bit. Mm-hmm. For me, it was, um, well, first of all, I'll just say I cried at every single point that was made to make you cry. Yeah. I that's, cried so much <laughs> that I was wearing contacts. My contacts were rude and I had to take them out because they were just like, so like it was, oh, geez. I'm like, why can't I see? Because like the tears were just, it was a lot, a lot of culmination. But anyways, um, the part that really got me was when we were all together and Reen had to take a minute and I've gone to really just like mm-hmm. love Reen as a person, as a character. Like she's so young. She's had to do so much. And it brought me back to the whole like Reen and Minfilia, which I, mm-hmm. so that, that was my part. Just, Speaking with Reen and thinking about I, how she's going yeah. to continue. I am so upset with the way they handled the the Thancred Reen stuff towards the end, um, because all these other th- yeah, it was a, like it. Why did you even take us over to Amarang at all? We didn't see anything. Like right. it's like, oh yeah, they're gonna go and they're gonna go and lay flowers down. I'm like that's awesome. Like that's such a great narrative thing to do. And then you get there, it's like, yeah, we're done. You missed it. Maybe maybe it'll be like a flashback later or something. We can I we can so. go like help Urianjay like pack up his books or some stupid thing like that, but <laughs> we can't go like pay respects to like our 2.0 quest giver. My thought yeah. was that it was their way of building the dramatic te- like tension between them and like showing that they w- are both bad at communicating, which we've seen time and time again, <laughs> and that they had not truly addressed what needed to be addressed. And so then like when Reen has this moment where she's like, oh my gosh, I really realized that I just don't even know what to say. And I, I didn't say what I wanted to say. Like that felt believable to me, but I do agree that it felt very weird to me going over there after just having sopped my eyes out over Seto, who might've been my big one. I'll do know as well, but I'll, th- <laughs> I'll think of a different one too. Um, yeah. But like, it was really strange. Even if like we didn't just get the opportunity to go over and even if they were gone, like to just stand there or like be by the flowers or have some kind of closure. Mm-hmm. With- the whole like thank red yeah. ring goodbye. Like it's weird because we kind of had a little bit of that from the last like of Eden. Um, and so like right in a patch where we're like, we're like, Oh, it's repetitive. I would have, I, I feel like they needed to go harder on it. I feel like it was just a little, it wasn't as emotional as I feel like it should have been. I was um, thinking part of that is that flower thing. Part of it is just like, they're kind of goodbye, you know, by the, in the Crystarium. Like I felt like it just, it could have had a little bit more, mm-hmm. more feels to it than it did. I was thinking, what if maybe it has something to do, and this can be complete ignorance for me, but like maybe something to do with Japanese culture and just the showing of like affection publicly is not the norm, mm. especially like the whole sure. headpad. Like for me, I I, ne- I never liked the idea of headpads, but like I know it's something that's done in anime. I don't know if that's mm-hmm. a culture thing in Japan, but that's when I I I I actually had that thought when I kept seeing the headpad. I was like, oh, maybe this is how like. When it comes to this kind of authoritative um, balance, well, yeah. they're not technically father daughter, but it's still shaped that way. But definitely, Thinker is the superior in this point when it comes to like the whole like polite hierarchy when it comes to Japanese culture. That's it's what a, I was. It's thinking. a weird. It's a weird mix, right? Because like the the head pet thing, that's like that's Thinker's thing, right? That that show of affection is he does that. 
but also like they want to you know she wants to prove to him that she'll be fine and she's strong but like when he does that i'm like dude just i just wanted her to just be like hug him right like i really wanted that to happen and it didn't yeah. and i I yeah, don't know. And I'm sure some of it too is the fact that like out of all the stuff that we got to see sort of built on in those like that victory lap, right? None of them had really been fully explored as much as Reen and Thancred already had in the Shadowbringer yeah. story, right? Like mm. we have whole massive arcs about them understanding each other and that strange like you embody everything I regret and cool. and are a person yeah. like when i look at you i see a person that i feel i failed and that i loved more than anyone Ooh. like as opposed to like seeing her for who she is so like yeah. we have a massive arc already with that so i'm sure they also felt like well let's give more to the other characters but i do agree that a hug i was like hug your daughter what right. is I was, wrong with you? When, when that didn't happen i was surprised i was very very surprised that that didn't happen um yeah the runar ishtola scene got mentioned in chat and that was the cutest thing i ever seen my whole life ridiculous. is ridiculous so yeah and that boy is so good he's the cutest boy he gave her a flower he gave him a whole flower and i just <laughs> as opposed to like half a flower <laughs> yeah just it just was, one petal yeah so cute i was like that's adorable I'm she's like bro i really have to leave i'm gonna die if i stay but you know i'm like a really awesome mage so i could be back i could be back you don't know yeah exactly <laughs> i'll hit you up i'll hit you up that was yeah, funny that was yeah cute. um okay so if we already said seto um uh it's tough i mean i, I, I mean it, it can still be seto it's okay yeah, if it's the same, the same one that, that made aldi cry it's okay <laughs> Eto did make me sob because animal stories always get me. Um, exactly. But and it was so sweet, and I was not expecting them to do that. Like, yeah, it was nice. Yeah, I yeah. wasn't expecting it. Um, like I mentioned earlier, I think the one that really got me that was sort of weird that I don't know if many other people were really so affected by was um, when oh, what's her name? The Fae that helps them with everything. Fail. Yeah, fail. No, um, Oh, um, who's helping with the soul transference? Oh, oh, Bakla. Oh, yes, yes. When right? she yeah. is reciting what the Crystal Exarch told her about hope, that one mm. obliterated me. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm. and the stones and the stones, I think, is a big one for everybody. That moment was yeah. obviously designed to make you sob. Um, but that was also one that caught me off guard because the. It, the way that they work in that snippet about happier days, like, yeah. and that audio that you hear and those little things that like, again, talking about masterful storytelling, like they don't have to sit there and be like, I had so many friends back in old Amarat and it was unbelievable to me that once they were all gone, I was lonely. And like, they didn't have to do that. There's a single snippet in a rock. That's just like, <laughs> that's talking about happier days and this imagery. And when you see him there and like he ugh, that line about yep. the sunshine and i i i think on the recording uh, <laughs> which i was doing i literally i was sitting there and i was like oh he's a kid oh no oh geez. <laughs> and then he, that line happened and i went oh mm. <laughs> and then i just like sobbed because it was not something that i expected they would do and the way they unfolded it it all made sense in that one moment and then it was just waterworks like and mm. i was just gone yeah the we will meet again we will we will yeah. oh my goodness why would you do that mm -hmm. why would you oh. do that to people <laughs> and like like yep. it was good but at the same time too like for, for me personally right because everybody's gonna have their own view on this like yes it was emotional 
But like, I also really didn't care about Elidibus as much as like Emmett Selk. Because for us, he's just been this guy. He's just always been that antagonist. And then just with this patch, suddenly he's like, I'm having faults. And then it's just like, it's done. We fight him and it's over. And it's like, all right. I agree. I agree. I don't Mm -hmm. think that it was him that really got me in that moment. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And and that's something that I think can be argued again about like the strength or weakness of having him step in after we've already done away with Emmett Selk. Like it, it is it is strange. Like there is a dissonance there. I think for me, what got me in that moment wasn't him as a character. I think it was that more universal experience. Yeah, sure. That idea of all of us, you know, having things that we may have lost in our lives or um, having people that have who have been that sunlight to us that we have met and that we love and that should we ever be parted from, we would want to see again. Oh God, here we go. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, we can't go too far. It's been three hours. I know, but like, oh my gosh, that is what I think got me about that moment. That it's, and yeah. in many ways, I think Elidibus's struggle is not even necessarily about Elidibus, right? It's the culmination of all of the Asians. It's um, the, it's the, it's the, the themes of about it. Yes, and that's yeah. you know versus the actual characters and the yeah, I get that. So I think that's what really got me, and that's what still hurts me. Yeah, <laughs> just you said sunshine, and I was like. <laughs> and, just, and you have to, like we'll meet again and this like this faith and this hope that like even if you lose things that there it doesn't always have to be forever and um that there are things that keep those alive for us whether it's our memories or you know our connections or ties to others or um it's something even bigger or greater than us all that really really destroyed me and still continues like i said to destroy me and obviously <laughs> everyone can see that i'm a hot mess about it um, and the same thing repeats in like Seto, the same thing repeats in that message of hope, like now more than ever, I think connecting to one another and remembering those, the beautiful strength of loving one another in whatever way and, and sharing that love with others um, is just so poignant. And uh, it just makes me so grateful to be a part of an MMO and a community where we get to meet people in that same way, where we get to be a Zem yeah. and we get to all travel and journey together. So. I think that there's uh, that's just what does it for me, and I'm done now with my talking. <laughs> <laughs> Can't go on. Okay, uh, so I think that's good. Like, we're over three hours now. Oh my gosh! I'm not. Um, so we can, and we can talk for another. There's so much stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Half of but that was one we category. Have, we have next week to yeah. delve back into that oh and my do a lot of little peeking. We might need to try and be be good and put a cap on on next week. Otherwise, we'll we'll be here all all weekend. I think um, so many tinfoil hats. The, all the stores everywhere where will just be sold out of aluminum foil. <laughs> um, but yeah, okay. So <laughs> we'll start to wrap this up. Uh, Glenn, thank you very much for yeah. joining us for this thank episode for our review show. Uh, where can people find you? Well, if you would like to find some funny little meme videos, uh, I do have a Twitter account that I love to post there. Uh, my uh, at is Hello Glenn Angel. It's spelled Angel, but I like to say it with a Spanish accent because I am Hispanic. And my Twitch account is Glenn Angel without the hello. Okay. And it's worth it. Like, go go follow this yes. guy. Um, he, yes. He's hilarious. Yes. He hilarious and a generous, beautiful soul. So please go follow Glenn. Thank you. Absolutely. Uh, all right. So where is the button? I hit the wrong button last time. Let's do. Here we go. 
If you want, you can email us, aetheritradio at gamerscape.com. You can tweet at us at aetheritradio. You can find us on Discord, discord.g slash gamerscape. We have an Aetherite Radio channel there where you can chat with us about the show. Uh, we also have a spoilers channel, which will probably be up for one more week before we call that. Um, and then you can also find us on, on Twitter and Facebook at gamerscape as well. Uh, thank you for everybody for joining us today. Uh, it was a very good discussion. I'm definitely looking thank you, forward to it. everybody who to... followed today as well. Oh, yes. yes. Definitely uh, looking forward to Lorecast next week. Uh, yes. I think it'll be a lot of fun. If you missed it, uh, we did our 11-year anniversary Dungeon Siege stream uh, last Tuesday. Uh, the VODs are up. The YouTube should be up shortly. It was having some export issues. Um, they big. They big videos. <laughs> they are long, and there was a disconnect in the middle, because of course there was. Of course. Uh, so make sure to check those out if you haven't already. Um, our announcement uh, for April Radio First Edition is in there as well. Maybe we'll, we can clip that out or put it out of separately or something. We'll figure that out. Um, so keep keep an eye out on social, and we'll, we'll talk about uh, dates and stuff when we figure them out. So thank you, everybody, for joining us, and uh, we'll see you here next week. Bye, everyone. Bye.